0: Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form.
1: That guy, like he's he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know. And he's like, we're gonna make people cry. And I'm like, for a video game? And he's like, yep. What
0: because Kojima is the the master, it's Kasparov of of, of of video games.
1: And then he goes, he goes, and I go playing me, and he goes, no, they'll be you.
0: It's not, obviously, it's not story driven in the sense that we go from A to Z, like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space, it is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. He is to gaming in in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics, and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic voice and vision can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima! Hello, everyone. I'm back.
2: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 15 of Death Stranding Podcast. It is Thursday the 1st of February, and there are 46 days to GDC, 63 days to PAX, and 131 days to E3 2018. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, starting with our new co-host, Mitchell.
3: Hi, I'm uh, Mitchell. I've been in the community, the Reddit community, for a while now, and I've uh, mostly been a lurker, but I've uh, joined recently. That's uh, awesome, and I'm I'm excited to be on here and discuss Minute Three. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm excited to hear everyone else's thoughts, and I'm I'm. Uh, grateful for being here with everyone.
2: Well, Mitchell, I gotta say, buddy, I'm super like again, listeners and um, uh, all my like fellow co-hosts. We spoke a bit about in in the in the green room, so to speak, like the pre-show. But um, but yeah, Mitchell jumped on super short notice. Uh, you can even probably hear a bit of that energy in in the episode itself, and uh, there'll be some fun bloopers at the end with how many times it took me to get that intro. For some reason, <laughs> there you go. Cool. So yeah, and I hope I did, it didn't wasn't too much of a kind of um. Uh, like culture shock of just like oh yeah that's actually how things kind of go down here it's it's all just it's all a facade of editing you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um needless to say now mitchell i'm super pleased to have you on the show and um i heard you mentioned uh, that you had put together a couple of theories actually for the third minute uh, and that like a couple of observations i heard the rustling of paper earlier which is uh really really nice and like yeah i'm looking forward to hearing hearing what you're going to bring to um the episode man yeah awesome and also you strike me as a super mellow like kind of like chilled out kind of guy which is really great because i'm tend to be uh you know super like um uh like high tensions ir- neurotic trying to get everything uh you know super precise i take unnaturally long on edits and such you know um and so it's 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 a it's good to have someone with a like a, a, a kind of mellower and bree- and like breezier energy who's just like but and, and but who still brings the
3: insights so i, I really welcome that vibe wow. of yours mitchell Well, I'm more similar to you, but I'm just really nervous right now. Oh, dude. Chill. (laughs) So I'm just like... (laughs) <laughs> chill your grill
2: absolutely uh, no <laughs> workers at all um, by the way chill your grill no workers I'm going to be throwing all my random Australian kind of s- stupid slang that Daniele is not doing his job at calling me out on um, and also <laughs> I'm sure now you've probably heard in the episodes Mitchell I tend to rag on Daniele a lot because he's just right there he's, he's
1: always there so I just like I yeah. <laughs> mean hey why not <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like it's supposed yeah. to be on my Side, Mitchell. I, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm on your side,
4: man. Yeah, I'm not going
1: to. Okay, oh, thank you,
2: That's it. It's the American, the Australian squaring off against the Europeans. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But anyway, definitely welcome, Mitchell. And yeah, Daniela Joke, and love you, man. Love you guys. Okay, so for our new listeners this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we also cover Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from literature to film, poetry, TV and more. Our mission is to showcase and celebrate just how culturally, intellectually, artistically and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. (sniffs) Thank <sniffs> So listeners, uh, we like to keep the show pretty structured here. Uh, we're sort of further and further with every episode sort of refining our kind of segments and everything so that it's easier for you to follow along and jump to the segments um, if you wanted to kind of treat it as like a book and go through the chapters of the shows that you like to focus on most or when you're sort of looking back and want to kind of follow things back up and pinpoint where you heard a certain thing. So what we have um, is, um, yeah, every week we sort of do a little roundtable, which I'm about to kind of throw to the table um, of just how each of our weeks was in like Hideo Kojima news and sort of um, discussion. Um, Then after that we will have a quick little Reddit rundown which is the segment where we each jump on the Reddit and we each talk about what jumped out at us and sort of have a general discussion about what we see there and any sort of uh, uh, yeah like posts that kind of galvanize and kind of give a structure for a bit of discussion there. Then we'll have um, there'll be a standout um, uh, Reddit post um, which we call a Reddit readout and we'll go into that and sort of um, highlight that particular person who, you know, it's generally for the uh, submissions on the Reddit that really like people went to a, a pretty um, extensive, um, you know, effort to 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 put together and craft and and that also bring a, a lot of intrigue um, to yeah, like um uh, and and sort of just yeah. Uh, are, are like catalysts for um, a, a wide-ranging and, and in, in engaging and interesting discussion. Um, after that, our fourth section is we will be shouting out supporters uh, and, and Patreon people, of which none have joined uh, this week. However, we did have uh, last week um, uh, uh, Yusha, who, as I mentioned, you know, Insanity Bro, like you, it's I mentioned it on the other podcast, but I, I always can't just go past even like a, you know, forward, uh, you know, like a, um, you know, like what we're doing now which is an outline of a show of when we will thank them i can't like just pass by without literally thanking the this this person who um i was just actually in the skype group where if you like um support us on the patreon we, we get you into the skype group where so you can just riff with us and and um yeah suggest topics and all that naturally jump on the show as well so yusha insanity bro you're a legend uh, he's supporting us on two platforms guys so he's on patreon and patreon podbean Yeah, it's just like what an awesome, (laughs) awesome person. So cool. So yeah, shouting out to you, Um, and then yeah, we'll just give a full full thing for anyone who's joined there, and then also um, for people who have just. We also love to read out comments of 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 folks talking about the show, giving us both constructive, you know, and positive feedback. So that's that. Really looking forward to that. And then on the fifth, we'll have the fifth uh, segment. Will be the main topic of this episode, which is we are um, up to another awesome episode of uh, our sub-series, Threading the Strands, where, yeah, that's why Mitchell has joined us, as it was with um, uh, Arthur and, um, yeah, previous guests before us on each of those episodes, to just take a really close lens look uh, on that third minute, and just going, it really has been, guys, would you agree, I'll do a quick little round table, would you agree that just going at the super deliberate pace has had, like, little things just pop up that I just would not have noticed otherwise? Is that
1: sort of the same for you, like, Daniela? Yeah, um, sort of like, yeah, sort of the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What to say yet? No, <laughs> that's that. a, that's
2: okay. Yeah, 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 but but like what I'll say is like you know how Young did his amazing one hour and like one hour and forty breakdown or whatever it was, one hour and a half. And, oh, that and was amazing. It was very very nice and kind of condensed, definitely. And this yeah. close, this this sort of more deliberate, drawn out, like as in going like yeah, like second by second, if you want to refer to it that way. Um, we again, listeners, it's not about going su- su- super like conspiratorially deep and uh you know exhaustively and and trying to like figure out what the patterns in the mud mean. Nothing like that. It's just that yeah going at that pace it ends up just um making us think of where narrative could go uh where um with with like aesthetic inspirations and touchstones and and it ends up being quite quite an engaging process to do and we tend to find at least for me uh for the past two um, episodes of threading the strands i've always come away with something i just wouldn't wouldn't have noticed otherwise thanks to you guys and yeah just that that sort of round table so looking forward to that um after the main topic we'll have our closing remarks and then after that, we will have our sign-off. So that's your seven segments of uh Death Stranding Podcast. So let us rewind and go all the way up to our first segment, which is quick little roundtable of, yeah, um, essentially... Uh, How everyone's week was and what we'll do is when we have the new host um as is Mitchell um during when we throw it to them we want to hear absolutely like their first experience with Hideo Kojima and Death Stranding and um and that's kind of what we're going to do so um if that's all right with uh uh, Dean and and Daniela is that okay if I kind of throw it to Mitch to kind of take it from here of course Brilliant! Awesome. So I'm starting first. Yeah, my man. So yeah, first of all, uh, you can uh, start with whatever you like. Your relationship with Kojima and the stranding, or go into your week and then slide into your history with it. Whatever you like, man. We throw it to you. Go for it. Uh, I'll
3: just start with my uh, history, I guess. Yep. Um, I the first time I remember playing a Hideo Kojima game, it, it was either, uh. Which one was on the PSP? Portable Ops or Peace Walker? Mm-hmm. On my brother's PSP. Cool. And that's the first time I remember. Okay. Uh, and I played those games and, oh, I stole it from him. He was <laughs> away. Nice. <laughs> Nicely done. To, uh, I didn't really. I think I was stuck at some part and I never got past it. Mm. But it was so much fun. I was very confused at the time because mm. I was pretty young. But um, I kind of tried to play Gear Solid 4 uh and I think it was like twenty fourteen. Nothing really clicked because I didn't know what's happening.
2: Yeah. And finally
3: after uh Malier Solid five came out and I I just said, you know what, this series looks amazing. I hear everyone saying it's amazing. I'm just gonna jump in on it. And I bought the uh trade over here by desk but the Mel Solid uh collection, the legacy one yeah. with all from one to 4 Mm-hmm. And I I just played through that. Such a great collection that one. Uh, It truly is. Uh, I played through it throughout my entire summer of twenty sixteen. A summer of metal gear. Yeah, twenty sixteen. I Love that. That's so great. I played every single one. um, Even portable ops, I had to buy that one on PSP. I played through all the games through like from July until you know August. Uh, end of August, early September, and I it was
1: just—it it was
3: amazing, just playing back to back to back, seeing the story unravel. And I just, as soon as I knew it, I just realized that uh, Hideo Kojima was uh, was ahead of his time with a lot of these games. Yeah, you know? uh, especially if Metal Gear Solid Two, even though a lot of people don't like that game, mm. I think it's still amazing since this, uh, there were there's a part in it where. They mentioned the NSA collecting information on people, and this was before the NSA actually started doing that. And a few years later, the NSA did start doing that. So it's like predicting things that happen, you know, uh, with nanomachines and things like that. You know, uh, it just, it just was amazing feeling yeah. to see a game that truly represented the how deep video games can be and how the narrative, yeah. Uh, could be more than just, you know, oh I'm a I'm a hard ass villain and I'm gonna go shoot some people in a foreign country and whatever. Yeah.
2: And I think that's how also did it, To be honest, like I'll be honest, like this is you actually just made me. That's why I love hearing these stories, is because they connect with um like kind of my own sort of um um sort of yeah like that how that relationship developed and and what I think is part of the genius I think uh, because um you know he took in a similar way I suppose you could say to like Star Wars for example is that there was there are these deeper aspects like there's a lot of like many many stories of layers of of um of 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 different aspects to to, to Metal Gear but on the surface it is you can just look at it and see something like along the lines of yeah like a James Bond or a Mission Impossible you know Um, and so then you can appreciate it on that level and I'm sure a huge fan a huge segment of um, the uh, fan base or, or you know the people who, who play as games um, only really engage with Metal Gear on that surface level and then they say oh, all that stuff about philosophy and genes and lolly Lule lo whatever and they just sort of like <laughs> they just sort of wave their hand at that and say that's what that is and they just appreciate for the mechanics and, and for the the aesthetics. Um, and I just think that that was a really great way of like I call it a, a an enlightenment Trojan horse. Which is that something mm-hmm. you just sort of you roll that into into a crowd and and like people just they let their guard down because it's just something super like on the surface really kind of appealing and just like action filled and all this like stylish and everything but underneath the Trojan horse of just like. Um, you know, intellectual, uh, philosophical, uh, cerebral kind of content is, is, and also military history. Like, I learned a bunch of military history thanks to this kind of uh, material. So, um, I'm really glad you appreciated that all of that on that level,
3: man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, uh, it, and it sounds pretentious, but it kind of changed me as a person, you know? Mm. You know, I yeah, used yeah. to play games to, uh, just enjoy them, you know, and as, uh, more uncharted and the last of us Mm. and then middle gear, after I played middle gear, I realized what games could be. They could be more than simple stories and it's, it's an art, it's an art form. And I think now that, uh, games are becoming, I guess, more realistic and telling, uh, more impactful stories than just simple, you know, Mario throwing his hat, uh, People are realizing, uh, people that just don't play games are realizing uh, mm. this medium is an actual art. Like that one yeah. person on a Reddit, who were like, I'm not a gamer, but this intrigues me. Mm. And seeing that is uh, it's pretty interesting how people outside of the gaming community are intrigued by Kojima's new work.
2: I know, uh, yeah, and then you have the connections with Mads Mikkelsen, Norman, Norman Reedus, and and uh, Guillermo del Toro. I see, again another level of like mm-hmm. if you have your guard down and that you're not sort of prepped on all of you know Kojima's kind of uh, obliqueness and oddness and and otherness. Um, all you really need to know on the surface. Is, oh, Mads Mikkelsen, he was in Rogue One. Mads Mikkelsen, he was in um, uh, Doctor Strange. Hannibal. Yeah, Hannibal, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, and and Norman Reedus. Oh, he's he's Walking Dead. And so then people make that instant kind of pop culture connection, if you will. But what they don't mm-hmm. realize is that they're stepping into something that at least has the potential, even though it might not be something that people resonate with uh, across the board. Like, again, I'm, I'm sure some people are just like, hey, Death Stranding looks weird. I want to play it. And that's the only level they appreciate it on. And that's totally valid. But... Um, you know considering like I'm, i actually need to get your your hot take right now um uh mitchell on norman's quote what he said we were actually going to do a roundtable about that later but i need to throw it to you because you, you brought this up about like you know um games going outside of games and he said look um you know the quote i'm talking about about millennials and um yeah
3: yeah, yeah i yeah. was the one who first posted that on reddit like because you guys mentioned it on the podcast and yes, so i did. found the podcast and posted it on reddit mm. uh which, by the way, you're a um, legend
2: for. Thank you so much.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, it's fine. Um,
2: <laughs> also, uh, I find you super it, like endearingly deferent to like taking credit, and you're awesome. And I just want to f- just say that because I can tell even across like we're not we don't have the visuals here; we just go audio only. And I just want to say you're an awesome person.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, go for uh, it, man. Well, well, my hot take on it is um. Here, yeah, let me get the quote up. Uh, here's your post. Mm-hmm. Um, it's intriguing, but I'm also kind of uh, a little bit worried. Yeah. You know? Mm. And here's why I'm worried. Uh, you know Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner? Yeah, that's right. When that came out, it was before its time. And mm. because it was so ahead of its time, people didn't like it. Mm. True. It flopped at the box office critics complained about it said it was poorly written that the world was boring and everything like that but then years later 10 20 years later it's considered a masterpiece it's considered one of the most important uh pieces of cinema yes you know?
2: that's absolutely right and so
3: and this is why I'm afraid of Death Stranding it could be so ahead of its time that when people play say oh it's bad it doesn't make sense yeah. it's stupid oh it's why are there elements of social media on millennial culture? This is dumb. Who cares? Mm.
2: True. And it might
3: that. be years later down the line that uh, people realize, oh, wait, I can see that now. I can see this. You see that. Kind of like how Metal Gear, you're still at two, particularly the NSA, collecting information on American citizens and uh, games uh, and how they just kept referencing uh, th- these pieces of art. Life started imitating the art. Mm. Um I think this game will be if it's done correctly which it probably will will be uh it will be bad at, people consider it bad at first mm. but will change into something uh more impactful i agree over time
2: i agree and, and I, uh, I, yeah actually go 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 um, um dean absolutely
1: yeah
4: uh, i wanted to maybe uh, i don't think so because uh, for me, at least, I, I'm talking from my perspective because I can't talk for anyone else's. But for me, it, it was pretty. It, the game industry is uh, in a pretty stale place, mm-hmm. and I think any uniqueness, mm-hmm. uniqueness of any kind, will only you know, um, you know, public will be delighted to have it. Uh, mm,
1: yeah. So okay. th-
4: that's my opinion on it because you know I'm, I'm just too, It was all new, new, r- really new medium. Then, and uh, something strange is that you know it really pushed some people away. But now, when we have so many games coming out, so 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 many different games, but uh, again, a lot of them pretty similar in, in their structure, I think Kojima Kojima will actually you know uh, pretty much uh, blow the world because of it because of his uniqueness and w- what he will do. Interesting.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I I appreciate both of those perspectives, oh, man. Um, let's do because we've we've heard from um Dean on it. Daniela, what did you think on what uh, Mitchell just raised? If uh, if that's cool.
1: Yeah. Um. Go ahead. Sorry, I was muted. That's alright. All Go ahead. <laughs> and, Um. Yeah. I mean, it's um. He said something really true, uh, which is that um, if you um. Kojima, he's uh, ahead of his time, and uh, that's why he gets sometimes misunderstood or um, not uh, not appreciated enough. Mm. Um, that's that's really interesting, and it's always like this with art. I mean, with music, you can hear the same. I mean, Mozart wasn't um, wasn't um, wasn't deemed very worthy. Of right. um, high class music mm-hmm. until yeah. years later in his career, and H.P. Lovecraft and, as
2: well. You know, he, he died in, in uh, too much of, in obscurity, a uh, relative obscurity, and and like starving and like yeah, there's these people who are now I could
1: yeah I could do, I, I could make a really good joke about you saying he died in obscurity obscurity, but I won't do that. No, please do. <laughs> uh, we we welcome jokes here. Go do it. Now you can't you can't just you can't just tease it. Go go go. Go. I mean, looking at his work, I think he would have liked it. Ah, uh, there you go, love Ooh. it, amazing. Oh, I right. said it was a bad joke. Yeah. You asked
2: for it. I, d- I did. Ask. <laughs> now I regret it. I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I didn't ask for
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitchell <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. But yeah, but, yeah. No.
3: it's fine.
2: That's all good. That's all We're good. We're going But yeah, continue, uh, Daniela
1: there go our listeners uh well yeah and that's um that's really something interesting i mean and he's um he's got these ideas i mean i mean i i wonder what we'll say uh 10 years from now about that's trending hmm. um that that's gonna be interesting for me um to to keep track of and um yeah so uh but yeah
2: no absolutely yeah, yeah. Sorry, actually, didn't mean to cut you off, man. Um, but um, like the only the only thing I else I wanted to say is um, you know, another thing that uh, another wrinkle to this is that uh, Norman is suggesting physical connection. He's suggesting people getting out of their houses. Pokemon Go star like that very much came across to me when he said that. It's like it's about re-establishing physical connection because he wouldn't have used the millennial in its in their room alone, you know, as a contrasting point in that sentence. Otherwise, <laughs> so um, I, I think another part of it could be if you know, Kojima might potentially, you know, stretch out like to the point of. I mean, Pokemon Go definitely had like a staying power for sure. Um, you know, because people still play it and everything, it's still got like a, a like a, you know, a community base definitely. Um, but mm-hmm. um, one thing with like geotagging and stuff, like that's something that um. It's a little bit similar to timed events in in games like Destiny and stuff, like that was, Mm -hmm. it it basically is like lost content, like it it happened, it was part of the game, but it no longer is kind of objectively part of it because it's not contained within the main, uh, like, I'm wondering if Death Stranding maybe spread too thin, like with too much across different forms of media, so... Yeah, I can understand the the concern there as well because if we do think about something being ahead of its time, but then if you try to revisit Death Stranding ten years hence, and the geotagging, for example, is impossible because you had to have been there while it was happening, you know that that could be something where, um, yeah, like mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting to 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 consider um, like oh, even if it's already even before it's already out to consider Death Stranding's potential legacy, you know.
3: Could I uh, yeah. put something in there? Oh yeah, Oh, sure. sorry. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, a I'm, I'm, Could a, it be?
2: Tra- controller. Uh, let's go. Uh, Mitchell and then Daniel. Go, Daniela. Go. Okay.
3: Wait, my going is Daniela. Yes,
2: go yeah. On? Oh yeah, Mitchell. Mitchell and then Daniela. Go for it, buddy.
3: Okay. Um, this could be a case of. Do uh, you guys see Interstellar, the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Seeing that in IMAX or even just a theater. Is a completely different experience than seeing it in your living room. Yes. Right. Mm. So could mm-hmm. this be the case, uh, like a cinema case where when you play it, when it came out and like, you know, whatever that happened, then it was amazing and phenomenal. Uh, but years down the line, it will be lost, uh, due to time. And if it's going to be something like destiny, like you said, live events, mm. um, kind of be, uh, like very Batty one said lost like tears in the rain you know yeah will mm. will it be forgotten like you know will you know if i pick it up 30 years from now when it releases 30 years from then will it sell the same impact as when i played it the day of
2: mm. <laughs> That's actually super important. It reminds me of like uh, Kubrick. I don't know. Does everyone remember? Um, you know how um, uh, two thousand one Space Odyssey was received? I'm I'm looking it up now. But I get a similar feeling because of how like yeah. mm-hmm. sort of drawn out the pacing of that film is. That it wouldn't have really connected with like uh, most blockbuster moving going audiences, and that it was seen as ahead of its time. And now many years mm-hmm. hence, it's been seen and, and and regarded as this like. Mm-hmm. Pillar of cinema, you know. So I, I definitely agree with that. But um, but yeah, I'll throw it to Daniela. Also, Daniela, I definitely didn't mean to cut you off. I just figured I would do the roundtable according to like the guest being here. But please go unmeeted uh, as long as you like into your point, man.
1: It's alright. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, having having uh, there will probably be uh, a smartphone app for Death Stranding yeah. for social <laughs> interactions. That's what I'm probably uh thinking of um but um i mean even if the game won't feel the same 20 30 years from now i mean it happens with every game on the um peculiar side of the game mm-hmm. for example on Metal Gear Solid 2 as we mentioned uh there was this shocking news of uh, the government taking your informations and stuff if you play the game nowadays you 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 hear like okay, government is gathering information. Yeah, I know that. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, or for two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Um, probably in the sixties, people were amazed by the special effects, practical effects, uh, and nowadays you see you, we have CGI, we have all that stuff. So it's not as um, hmm. surprising True. as it used to be, hmm. but. I mean uh But it's still pretty that's good it's always gonna Great. happen.
4: But the effects in what they say is still pretty good today. I watched it like yeah. three. Oh years yes, ago.
1: it is yeah. it is Great. it is
4: oh, I mean it is.
1: You just you just lose that uh, sense of uh um I don't know, uh, uh the the unexpected uh,
3: effects. Wonder you, Yeah
1: Yeah, you want you want yeah, yeah, that sense of wonder. And um yeah, that that's what changes, but it changes uh, with every product you you release, with every form of art, um, and that's of course that's that's where art goes all the time. So yeah, I mean, we'll just enjoy the game at the uh, at the maximum level when it releases, and then we'll know it will uh, uh, it will have a different effect uh, yeah. twenty years from now. Yeah. That's, that's something I expect, and I'm not really bothered by.
2: <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure. Well, that, yeah, I um, you mentioned a bit about your history there, Mitchell, with uh, you know when how, how you came to experience it. But let's um, launch into sort of how each of our weeks were with uh, Hideo Kojima. And, yeah, i would uh, love to say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, um, wavelength like mine's. Um, so yeah, uh, I wanted to ask. Yeah, so what was anything that jumped out at you just this past week? Um, uh, Me on Death Stranding. Yep, go for it, uh, Mitchell. Okay.
3: Um, surprisingly, um, so a little backstory on this, I got my sister, we had a secret Santa gift exchange and she got me an HP Lovecraft's tales of horror an 800 page of 28 stories from HP Lovecraft. Awesome. And I was reading, I've been stuck on this one and I've been reading it uh, a lot. I just keep rereading it, Mm. but it's a, I had the book with me. It's a line from the, the, the story dragon. Mm. So it, it reminded me a lot of things.
2: Was it? Was it some um, uh, Dagon? Yeah.
3: Let me. Uh, would you mind if I?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, sorry, yeah. Dagon. Ah, sorry. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, sorry. go, go right. Have you read that? Me. Yes, I have. But please sorry. do read dyslexia. Like, that's, that's okay. Please do read the. Please do read the quote.
3: Uh, the change happens whilst I slept. In details, I shall never know. For my slumber, though troubled and dream uh, infested, was continue uh, continuous. When at last I uh, awaked. Uh, it was to discover myself half stuck into a slimy expansion of a hellish black mirror, which extended uh, about me in a, uh, monotonous, uh, undulation as far as I could see. And in which my boat lay, uh, lay grounded some distance away. Mm. Though one might imagine my first sensation would be wonder as a uh, Prodigious and unexpected a transformation of scenery. In reality, I was more horrified than astonished, for there was in the air uh, and in the rotting soil a sinister quality which chilled me to the uh, to the very core. The region was petrified with carcasses of decaying fish and other less describable things. While I uh, protruded, sorry, protruded from the nasty mud, on an unending plain. Perhaps I could not convey uh, in mere words of un. Uh, an uh, utterable hideousness uh that can dwell in absolute silence and barren uh uh mercenary uh, merceny yeah, barren immensity uh yeah. there is nothing yeah sorry immensity mm-hmm. sorry uh there was nothing within uh there was nothing within hearing and nothing within sight uh save a vast bla- uh reach of black
2: black slime
3: like, mm. um, like black slime decaying, says a barren
2: wasteland. I'm like, hmm. I know. Yet the gotcha. very completeness of the stillness and homogeneity of the landscape oppressed me with nauseating fear. So, um, by the way, you are right on the ball, buddy, because, I mean, I'll just bring out a few of the words that you spoke from the quote. So it says, um, you know, uh, more horrified than astonished, right? So um, uh-huh. then you can look at, like, Norman's facial expression. You know, like, it, there's no, like, complete shock on his face. There's just, like, like... Horror and awe, but nothing like you know. Again, we talked about emotions uh, on a couple of episodes ago with um, with how he was. Um with how he was reacting. Then in the air and in the rotting soil, you know, when we see the, the, like, the soil literally rotting away, you know? A sinister quality mm-hmm. which chilled me to the very core, um, which this is definitely happening with Gun Guy, aka Bob. Um, the region was putrid with the carcasses of decaying fish, which is definitely describes first and second trailers right there. Um, and other less desirable things which I saw protruding from nasty mud of the unending plains. So again, mud, unending plains, and other nasty things like, you know, the stuff that came off... I mean, like the very like inhuman uh, sort of fleshy stuff coming off of the tank so definitely there Um, perhaps Mm -hmm. I should not uh, hope to convey in mere words the inutterable hideousness that can dwell in absolute silence and barren immensity I mean holy fuck like that is that is a central statement of what these um as I call them, the unseen, what these creatures are, like, they are so, so alien. And and I've, you know, uh, you know, read H.P. Lovecraft stuff, you know, up and down, um, and of, you know, Bloodborne, and like, I'm, I really, I'm sort of, my purview definitely is, you know, creatures that are meant to basically make you go crazy as soon as you see them, as in, like, lose your mind, you know, so I'm very intrigued by, by, um, uh, you know, artists, particularly that want to capture something that could make you go crazy like because of how uh, how shocking and inhuman it is um, and I, I just genuinely had never seen anything that like came up in that third trailer with that enormous colossus with hands for a face and Damn. crazy you know so um, and then there was nothing within hearing and nothing uh, in sight save a vast reach of black slime, again black slime is all over the place in this thing um, yet the very completeness of the stillness and the homogeneity of the landscape impressed me with nauseating fear so this is basically saying that like I was paralyzed And like the stillness of everything, made was almost more terrifying than anything actually happening, which you could apply to, um, you know, like how just everything was just like incredibly eerily, like floating upwards, super quietly, super silently. And I think uh, I want to throw this to Dean actually, because you and me have talked about Ludwig and the music, Um, like. The effectiveness of the music going quiet in that moment, instead of ram- imagine if the music had like ramped up and maybe like overtaken and like uh, you know um, been too much and and being too loud, but just how it like regressed and like stepped back, like how much more effective that was and how much more eerie and frightening it was. Um, what did you think of that, Dean?
1: Yeah,
4: for sure. I, I mean, like I said, rather music was perfectly delivered, perfectly mm. delivered because you, mm. you have to you have to yeah. have. You have to have these dips and downs for it yeah. to be perfect. Yeah, and it was
2: perfect. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I I completely agree with you there, man. Um, for sure. Nice. Well, yeah, and so yeah. So that's kind of. It seems as though that was like Mitch's angle of um. Is Mitch okay or Mitchell is 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 the standard?
3: Uh, Mitchell's usually the standard, but you can call me Mitch. I don't really okay, care. I will call Sounds you. Like, you
2: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you Michelin from now on I'm kidding Mitchell.
3: <laughs> well my let's... nickname's Marshall so oh, you can tell okay. me that if you want okay
2: Eminem okay I'm kidding I'm kidding, oh, just... <laughs> I'm kidding. no we'll go we'll go Mitchell man easy I, I, no one very rarely gets gets away with anything other than Albert for me um, I tend to leave just without excusing myself I leave conversations where anyone calls me Albie it's like get the fuck out you know um, that's mm-hmm. hilarious but um but yeah so um unless you had anything else to kind of um uh, yeah just add on to uh, your um yeah like that experience with Dagon you were saying with like this uh, you know with reading from H.P. Lovecraft was there anything else that you wanted to add before I throw it to um Dean and Daniela from your week with um, Hideo Kojima uh,
3: just that Hideo Kojima just started his own Instagram i know uh, that's pretty interesting mm. but there's nothing really there just pictures of Stuff that would be on his uh, Twitter, you know, Legos, mm. alcohol, mm. a random building, a, a CD, yeah. more alcohol, you know, how <laughs> you, know, you know, Kojima stuff.
2: Is, 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 a uh, headline at GameStop, uh, G- at GameSpot, is Kojima secretly an alcoholic? You know, who knows? We'll see. I mean, but, uh. But yeah, no. We're actually going to jump because when we do, um, uh, shout, um, you know, the Reddit rundown. There's a few people. Yeah, there's a couple of things from the Twitter I want to get everyone's roundtable on, so we'll definitely revisit that. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Um, also, continue. Let everyone else go.
2: For sure. No. Thanks for that, Mitchell. Um, I'll throw it to um, Daniela. How was um, how was your week in Kojima and uh, and Death Stranding, my friend?
1: Well, as I said, um, Kojima just started his Instagram, so I started following him, Please. and um. He also received a visit from Guillermo del Toro. Yes, um, Ooh, that's right. Which, who probably was shown the gameplay because that's what Guillermo said uh, he would do. Um, yeah, and uh, he retweeted a IGN post that um, showed a person speedrunning PT. Oh,
3: <laughs> amazing! <laughs> that's uh, interesting. Got Fifteen minutes.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that game can't be, like, you, you don't have many shortcuts in that game. So, yeah, that's that's what I think you, you get. Um, yeah, so, um, a pretty calm week. He's always working. He's always tweeting. He's working. Yeah. Look, guys, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> Agreed. We we deserve it. We deserve it. We we, we put his uh, working question So yeah, <laughs>
2: but that's okay. I think the energy is good between him and his community now. I think, but it, it was yeah, you know, and it we is. we spoke about this on previous episodes about like um uh, like a little window of of like right after that with the IGN article and and you know making those um uh yeah like explanations about sag I, I was I was like almost reaching through the internet into the article onto like with my arm just on like who does shoulder just being buddy it's all good don't worry about it like yeah like you're fine we you have a a fucking work ethic which in seven lifetimes i wouldn't have been able to cultivate like him reading like a book a day and like all that shit and it it all it's all right there to see and, and and to and you can just pick it up from him from in terms of a vibe so but yeah no definitely yeah i i agree um we're gonna jump into actually some of um uh you know the uh, guillermo del toro stuff um later on but um but yeah man um anything else before i throw it to uh the dean the deanster
1: <laughs> you can throw it to the deanster.
2: i will throw it to the deanster dean how was your week uh as well as the crazy move that ah. you did you know uh um with the Stranding and, and Hugojima.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I pretty much moved from one city to another. So I'm in main of Croatia now. So it's go. the
1: land of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm oh, sorry, what city are you in now? Zagreb cool Zagabria, oh, okay. he arrived still, still, with a some, suitcase and a still pretty far from me <laughs> yeah
4: yeah I, I'm, I'm more far than, than before yet. <laughs> yeah new strategy I have a new strategy
2: for the eventual like 20 I'm again I'm uh, Mitchell I'm not, sh- not sure if I've uh, expressed it anywhere on the outlet so but uh, on the episodes definitely I've referred to um, September 19th as the like it's the definite release date of oh yeah 2019 of um, Death Stranding the reason being selfishly because it's the um, week of our 100th episode uh, keeping this up with once a week and so i have got a new strategy now instead of us all like triangulating and like finding a boat and meeting exactly in the middle of all of our various locations like louise and like steve and everyone um let's... which
1: probably would be somewhere in the ocean <laughs> yeah
2: exactly we should uh, figure out where like a heat map just figure out how close everyone is to like a certain place So if like most people are in europe most people are in america we'll figure out and just like make that happen because that'd be really cool and then maybe Mitchell and like then I'm extending this like Arthur and um, everyone who we who we've had on previously like Josh from Texas for example it would be cool to like dial everyone up because I've got everyone in the Skype group so like in a year and a bit's time just like 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 spam everyone hey you were on this show like however long ago Uh, this game is actually coming out in two months come to this location do this (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think Uh, yeah could kind of fun but yeah go ahead yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> oh, am so,
4: sorry I, I should continue uh yeah so i moved and yeah I have a pretty pretty better intern here yeah and uh as far as the turning is is concerned oh, I hear some background notes i do mitchell yeah can you uh, sorry it, mitchell you can eat you can eat your conflicts
2: later'm i kidding <laughs> oh out. no sorry
3: i dropped <laughs> i dropped some papers and stuff so i was trying to not... You back just, up. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah you just okay. do, do
2: the muting thing, man. It's all good. Um, but yeah, don't worry about it, man. Um, yeah. uh, Go ahead, uh, Dean.
4: Yeah, and as far as that's running, I mean, yeah, the, the, there's the Instagram. Uh, uh, Instagram stuff were pretty interesting to me because I think Kojima like, posted 1,000 pictures of Star Wars spaceships of some yeah. kind, you know, <laughs> Lego stuff. That's, that's right. That's pretty crazy. Mm. Yeah. And the other, the other thing was, no one mentioned it yet, is Junji uh, You yes. know how Guillermo, Guillermo visited mm-hmm. Junji Ito. Yeah, they just had dinner together. Yeah, I, I can only see it, man. Uh, in another trailer, next trailer, or even, you know, after that, uh, Junji comes, you know, he, he's some kind of NPC or something, and he he's revealed, like, something similar to Gu- Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Yeah. I really think that there's a big possibility of that happening. Gosh, I would love because... to
2: see Jinji Ito's name in the credits for Death Stranding* mm. in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Can you imagine that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, th- that's pretty much it. I mean, th- there's also there's also I uh, maybe I wanted to connect it to to uh, Guillermo. Mm. How you know that that interview they had. Uh, like 2016 i think and uh, when when kojima did pan's labyrinth thing with hands i just wanted to connect that you yeah. know that that can thing is pretty much pretty much what what uh, what happens in the third trailer so i think it was more than just you know a reference oh to, shit to... oh
2: you're not just doing this yeah. you know i i can't even handle being alive right now because you literally just made that Connection of really like think, again yeah. the pale man whose head is hands, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, God. okay. I need to like go for a walk now and like lie down. That's fucking amazing, man. I hadn't thought of that at all. Um, that's incredible, yeah. Well done, um, dude, yeah, go for it, Dean.
4: Yeah, that, that's pretty much it, yeah
2: incredible yeah I want to do a mini roundtable on yeah just Jinji Ito's possible involvement there's there's no possibility obviously in, in terms of um, his uh, yeah because as in like it's a certainty to me that there was influence um, we see so much of Junji Ito uh, not just in PT but uh, yeah carried over into um, Death Stranding for sure um, and actually uh, listeners um, after our sort of this season so to speak of um, breaking down this trailer which I'm happy to pick up the pace with if, if it's okay with uh, you guys I'll just sort of riff that with you guys on the, on the air here we sort of uh, incorporate some of our weekly meetings into uh, like peppered throughout our episodes um if we want to do um just f- finish up threading the strands uh so that you know people aren't waiting maybe if they're following along they kind of want to continue hearing our analysis um wrap that up with the next couple of episodes and um and still incorporate, obviously, other news and everything. Uh, and then, are you happy with that, Dean? Because I, I know that we, we said we would tag team, but we, we also want to keep the freshness and like because uh, otherwise, if we're like eight weeks from now and we've only gotten to like minute four, four or five, you know, like that could be <laughs> that could be pretty yeah drawing it out. So, what do you think of that, Dean? Um, because uh, I don't want to infringe yeah. on um uh, uh you know um phantom Paints and gains.
4: No, no, no problem. I mean, I mean the the, the trailer is kind of old news now and it is. Uh, yeah i i, th- I think it, we need to because uh, the way i know it's old news you know you know why because i'm already itching for something new I, I, yes. i'm already waiting for that a3 or mm-hmm. gdc or something that's yes. that's how i
2: know that's right it's like it's like chewing a piece of food too long it just turns into like mush <laughs> you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just like oh where's, where's the original flavor man you know <laughs> oh my god there you go so but no i i and that's why but here's the thing for me it's going to be less about like us just trying to squeeze everything out of this trailer it's more going to just be this will give us um a structure to like going through the trailer i'm actually happy to like loosen all the way up even on just like while we play through it once we cut away to threading the strands in this episode um we'll have the trailer playing in the background things might come up to you like one one thing as i was um hearing uh, mitch tell his story i brought up the trailer just uh, and i had it on my phone going at 0.25 speed and one thing like off the bat i noticed is like the palm prints seem not to have any kind of earthly weight to them because when a palm print arrives like when you actually put a palm print down you see how you, you know what i mean like the first the tips of the finger go down and then you can actually feel the weight of the creature on top of it whereas these just simply materialize evenly like completely evenly uh like as though they're being as though someone actually has like a human palm print stamp and is just stamping them because also the gait of the creature uh of whatever it is it's not justifiable like because of the size of those hands it would have to be striding way further out like especially if it's on its hands and knees you know like um which, by the way, uh, listeners, um, you know the connection with babies, um, Dean, Danielle, and Mitch. Uh, babies will walk on their hands and knees, right? Yeah, so, and, right. And it's the baby that disappeared in the first trailer, right? So maybe we're being invaded by giant space babies. Who knows, right? So it's gonna. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> would it, be terrifying. It would be fucking terrifying. That's. Yeah. Oh god! It's
3: like spirited away all over again. Um, imagining Ghostbusters, the yes. big, the big donut, man, the big uh, marshmallow man, but just a baby instead. But just a giant baby. Oh god!
2: Death Stranding is a remake of the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna see in the next trailer. We're gonna see, like, just naked on naked, like, on the roof of some skyscraper. We're just gonna see Dan Aykroyd, like, all overweight, but like naked. Why did I do that? Why did I have to give you guys that visual? It's like I enjoy torturing you on this show. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But yeah, Dean, um, did you have any other quick little riffs for, for your um for your week? We're all good. Yeah. We're all good to go. Fantastic. So for me, yeah. um again, yeah, totally reflecting oh actually, Mitch, did you have anything there for that one?
3: Oh no, I was just saying uh, we're good. Okay. Like That's I was saying. Awesome. Yeah. you're
2: making you're making an environmental utterance of acknowledgement i understand sorry <laughs> no, don't apologize well guys I, I think you're my favorite guest so far you're just super just like sorry 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 it's like don't worry about it man okay so um no for me uh it was definitely um all oh, fuck it was all about shape of water for me which i consider to be I actually messaged um we have a uh a user uh, on um on uh on the on the uh, on the and uh, sorry on the yeah the uh, what is it the uh, on the instagram right who um she was very kindly uh like liking a couple of our posts so i want to give her a shout out her name's megan um and i think she's got like a it's like a really like mellow cool kind of name it's like mego megan chills out or whatever and she was liking our um uh, shape of water kind of stuff you know um and i was like i really dig that and it yeah, so Megan Quiet Company. So there you go. Um, uh, yeah, I'll send this timestamp to you, Megan, and, and send a link to this one. But the reason I bring it up is because, um, you know, I talked about earlier how um, Death Stranding, uh, you know, um, or, or rather, yeah, like how Metal Gear as well um, had this subtle thing, which I, I don't consider to like Kojima to be like, like a, a marketer, so to speak. But regardless, he, he must have some kind of preternatural um, intuition about how to present his games, because just as you know, I I don't know if he was prescient or anything. I I'm sure that he had the assurance that just from having been his colleague for so long, and even collaborated with him to an extent on on Silent Hills. This relationship with with um, Guillermo del Toro. Now, as I'm tagging these posts, for example, just to give you an example, immediately uh, sort of understandable example with tagging, because I tag everything. Death Stranding, Shape of Water. Um, because of that connected um, subject matter of like, uh, you know, um, dream space and like, have you guys, by the way, we'll do a little roundtable. Who has seen Shape of Water here?
1: It's not out in Italy yet. Not out so Italy. I and, can't uh, see it.
2: That's okay, Croatia? I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it next week. Brilliant. And how about you, Mitchell?
3: It's out of the theaters where I am now. I wasn't able to see it in time.
2: That's okay. Um, definitely in in your own time. Actually, it even benefits from just like really like you know taking your time with it. Definitely, and I'm gonna definitely see it a few more times. But um, all I need to say without spoilers, within the first um minute of that uh film, you'll see connected DNA with with Death Stranding, right? Um, what I want to say is that now Guillermo del Toro, no big deal. Um, he has he's leading the way with the Oscars which is fucking enormous to me. Like I, you know, I saw him give his Golden Globes acceptance speech and you can even tell in his sort of, um, that's why he's like, super mellow he's not like being super like effusive and just like oh you know oh finally anything like that he like you hear any you hear Guillermo talk about um film production and getting his movies made he has like 70 more film ideas than the 10 movies than he's actually gotten made and he's definitely like jaded with awards and jaded with with Hollywood so even though this is a huge honor for him I love how grounded he's being and it's very definitely reminds me of like how Kojima approaches uh, receiving his honors and stuff when he's been given like these awards and stuff. And that's why I also think they're they're kind of kindred spirits in that way, as well as the sort of um, growing up in similar settings with similar like, you know, Ultraman and and all these like um, uh, tokusatsu, everything I say at the top of the show that that connected them in in the first place. Um, And I also love uh, that they have this kind of shared eclectic space where, by the way, you know, just as this Academy Award, like 13 academy award nominated film as being you know shared by the academy in all the, this is the highest prestige of this medium and you could argue any medium ever really if you think about it like uh you know the um let's let's go let's go through the medium so the grammys that's great yep grammys don't have definitely as high a profile as oscars emmys yeah okay let's go past that um you know golden globes yeah probably right there with like just but like um like in you know, like looking up at the Oscars, there, um, and then you look at literature, you know, you have um, those awards there, which I need to become less ignorant about. About uh, you know, what what's name in name a, a literature award, guys? Help me out here, uh, uh Nobel Prize. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I have no idea. There you go. <laughs> that's all you need to know. But Oscars, you say Oscars, that's immediate. That's entertainment. That's art. All of these terms come to the forefront, right? Um just what I part-
4: Yeah, go ahead. Can I just chime, chime in for a second? Yeah. Uh, what I think is a bullshit move from Oscars is that there's no Blade Runner as the best uh, movie. Yeah. Ever.
2: That is kind of fucked up.
4: I mean... That is yeah, kind of fucked it, up. Yeah. The, so, yeah, I, I don't have very, 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 you know, good opinion of struck Fuck the Oscars. For some time now. <laughs> but then,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? You know, I, I resonate with it. I resonate with both, okay?
4: Um, there's prestige, there's
1: value but, oh, in being it,
2: recognized. It, but, yeah, you're right, Dean. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, um,
4: it's still nominated, you know, in, in cinematography, sound design, and stuff like that. So, that's good. But I think to don't see a reason why it's not for... What? The category called Best Best Picture, right? Best Picture, Best, best Picture, Best, best Picture,
3: picture yeah. Yeah.
4: Best Director, yeah, Best
2: Director. also. Yeah. Why? I yeah. was very surprised. Uh, I'm glad Shape of Water was recognised as it was, because that's you know not just mm-hmm. because merely of the uh, you know just not just because of the Kojima connection, because Blade Runner has a Kojima connection there as well with influences, but that active connection. But you're right. Um, I, I completely agree. There was major snubbage happening there, Dean. I totally agree with you. Mm. Totally. Cool. Yeah, and so yeah, no. As I was saying, it's like yeah, um, whether again intuitive or not, or or sorry, uh, intentional or not, rather, um, Death Stranding is is part of this conversation, uh, because we have this man who is on stage, who is going to be on stage, receiving that best. Uh, director oscar mm-hmm. that best uh, um, um uh, best best picture oscar definitely this is happening it's just i'm i'm willing it into being <laughs> not that not that he needs my help at all you'll see when you see this film it, as i mentioned in the last episode and i'll happily say ad nauseum like it just highway it's like skyrocketed straight into this really really sacred, important part of my heart like that the messages of that movie um everything that movie is is just so kindred to me um definitely so any listeners who still haven't seen it definitely go out and um support that film my gosh you know um but i wanted to say that like yeah so um and i fielded it actually to the subreddit um will we see a gilmore be asked about death stranding uh, on the press tour uh for um um for the Oscars um, and this goes back to actually a post that I made uh, I would say maybe even o- o- over a year ago um, if you search uh, like Albert Kessa Oscars black black carpet premiere I basically started saying to people and I think I, it was kind of snubbed at the time which I understand you know people have different opinions and, and you know like the internet votes how it will and that's totally fine but what I basically insinuated is that Death Stranding is going to pave the way for, for games being held in as high a regard and in as a prestige um, as Oscar-winning films, um, and we will see a shift in how this game will be marketed. We will see a shift in the medium and in the industry in how this game will premiere. And I basically speculated about a black, um, a black carpet premiere, basically of a, a like of something where this movie, this this game, isn't just going to be released on PSN and that's it. There will be, like I like we saw, you know, a Final Fantasy X. Take up the Orpheum, I believe it was the um, same uh, uh, stage that uh, the Oscars were presented on. And um, like, you know, Greg Miller, Tim Geddes, you know, they did that big countdown. That was a surreal moment for me, realizing, you know, this uh, game series coming from like 1987, dusty, you know, um, Japanese officers, you know, Hironobu Sakaguchi, you know, working title after title. And now they're on the Oscars stage, and Hironobu Sakaguchi's face is blown up many many feet up into the up into the air you know projected and discussing how far the series has come and all this you know Um. so and what I basically said is, and what, what when I see this I know it's just a grain of it it's maybe like a grain of sand eternity in an hour whatever you want to say it's the first little trickle of like holy crap like there is two degrees no there's sorry there's one degree of separation between Death Stranding being discussed um, in the same breath as a multi-oscar winning film, uh with a connected staff member, which is, you know, you know, um, as we know listeners, you know, Gil Del Toro scanned in, not confirmed to be actively creatively participating in Death Stranding. However, his likeness is being used. He is objectively part of this conversation like he's like he may say like oh i'm just hideous puppet they're more than just puppets it's been established that they're kindred that they share creative space and again i emphasize please see shape of water because you will see that connected dna there definitely um and yeah so um i need yeah, needless to say my entire week was wrapped up in how proud i am of guillermo how proud i am for um uh, genre being recognized and ray actually my girlfriend, um. She observed that this is the post-Weinstein Oscars. <laughs> where, like, yeah. there's this uh, theory that he was arbiting and he, he kind of had monopoly over who got nominated and stuff. And it's like, first post Weinstein Oscars, now we see genre being recognized. We see, uh, you know, um, uh, multiculturalism being acknowledged in a wider way where there's just less of a stranglehold. Like, basically, uh, white, uh, privileged, old male um, uh, Hollywood in America is fucking licking its wounds as it fucking mm. rightly should. And we're seeing um, genre being recognized in some a phenomenal way uh and and given this artistic validity which again um is so related to my sort of ethos and my sort of approach with interactive artistry is that i want to see um underappreciated art you know uh he said it in his beautiful very classy post by the way and by the way have you seen Gulma wearing his director he's, he's just he's not saying much but he's just he just looks like an oscar fucking winning director already <laughs> like he's wearing his scarf and everything
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
2: That's what I thought as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah, my boy, go there in Japan, have your shabu-shabu, but needless to say, you're fucking making history, man, with your Fishman movie, you know? So beautiful. So um, I get, yeah, super just like en- enlivened and-, and super proud about that. But um, th- that was my week, for sure, in, in the medium, definitely, and, um, and in tangentially related, uh, Death Stranding News, which is great. Um, How close, quick little roundtable, are we to seeing kojima's 2018 tease slash reveal will we see it before e3 i'll throw it to mitch go for it
3: um i'm guessing we will see it before 2018 i'm guessing somewhere in march to may area okay maybe at gdc or some other you know event or it could even be you know uh similar to like a nintendo direct you know where they just you know Hey, next week, something big is going to be announced. Uh, stay tuned in this live stream, you know, or a month ahead or something. Yeah. And then they get people talking and they watch. And then I like my, that. My prediction is gameplay and release window of 2019. Beautiful. That's my prediction. I love that. Oh, I love that. Gameplay, would be like 15. They like Kind of like uh, more in the line of the God of War gameplay reveal. Hmm. You know, it's like 10, min- 10 15 minutes of... Gameplay and story, gameplay and story. Right. Uh, but you know, I can see that happening. I think yeah. he'll, But I feel like it would be more pre uh, during the prologue when he said that. You know, very actiony, very. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I think he's going to hold off showing the unique gameplay until later and let us, you know, discover it on our own and show you know the uncharted division tell you know third person cover-based shooting stuff you know
2: yeah definitely try we'll
4: yeah.
3: to show yeah, us that
4: yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead Dean. and then you know the i really i really can't imagine that i really can't imagine a gameplay shown that you know you see norman just going around and shooting everyone i can't see that i can't imagine seeing that
3: mm. because he has, he, he's
2: mentioning so much about connection you're right and me nodding yeah. along is just like to sit like because uh, yeah like <laughs> and and that's the thing you know mitchell like uh we could see because um and i'm saying this to both uh, yourself mitchell and 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 um uh and dean and also Daniela, he did mention initially this will feel familiar and then it will shift so that's what i think mitchell's referring to is that we will see the third person we'll see i mean we saw a gun in the latest trailer so there could be that and then absolutely i want i I want that magic moment that he refers to i get goosebumps thinking about it of like we're playing quote-unquote a metal gear-esque game and then at some point everything melts away and then We're in like Kubrick space with like floating babies and connection, connection, (laughs) connection, you know? Uh, I'm really intrigued by that. So I think I agree with both of you. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Probably, I'm guessing, hence, hence towards the new gameplay. Like, I'm guessing less than a minute of new gameplay because I feel like he wants us to get us intrigued enough, like with these trailers. Mm. But I think he learned from Gear Solid 5, where basically people went in and people could predict what the story was going to be. Yeah. Yes. And what, and, and that was the major problem I had, uh, Death Stranding, no, not Death Stranding, Metal Gear Solid 5. Even though I love the game, it's an amazing game. It's just that when all the trailers came out, everyone knew what it was before True. it even came out. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this, he he's taking a step back. He's taking a, a Blade Runner approach rather than, you know, uh, you know, whatever Jumanji or whatever, yeah, shitty movie that came out <laughs> that's hilarious uh, <laughs> so like you know i think he's he, he with Death ending and blade runner have in common is that blade runner it's it's uh story was so in like it was just this the story was a spoiler itself yeah. so they couldn't even hint at it so they just had to show action just saying blade runner's back and i feel like that that's kind of what we're gonna see with Death jenny you know it's gonna be like huh. kojima's back and he has something new and it was like what's good the point. new thing like yeah. Yes, it's that's new. Definitely. Good and so they're there. just gonna hint at it, you know, like oh, it's gonna be different, you know, and then it's gonna get everyone's like, what's the difference,
2: you know? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Uh, totally. And then, and I t- over time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just you wanna go, you go on.
2: That's okay because I, I just see like Daniela's thing kind of very. So Daniela, did you have a riff there with um uh, uh, on what what Mitchell was saying?
1: No, um, I was just thinking. Yeah, uh, he's right. We said that. Um, other times in the podcast, yeah, that was the problem with Metal Gear Solid Five. The trailers told everything. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, you didn't have you had little surprise playing the game and seeing how the story the story went. Um, also because of the internet, uh, people uh, theorizing and publishing things, and you could see other people' theories as well as yours. Uh, yeah. Mm. And the connections, interesting connections that will revolutionize the game. It's going to be like, uh, I'm going to connect you to death.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Connect you you to death. Holy crap. Wow, that's how you, you know put that one the desk, the PS4 explodes.
1: I
2: know that has, <laughs> that has a double meaning. That has a double meaning. You know, connect you to like the land of death oh, or noticed. like the world of death. And then, oh, I did notice. Oh, I'm very perceptive. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, buddy, I got you. I'm all over it. Um, yeah, that's a va- that's amazing. I'm uh, hope I'm actually hoping for a um a big blowout um a uh, hideo tube. Uh, episode where he says like yeah we took right. this, we took an entire I those yeah me too so that 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 could be where the the reveal is revealed so to speak you know because I don't see him wanting to just like tail off and not really do Hideotube anymore because he, he mentioned like you know Sagastra was happening um you know there was a lot, there was a lot involved with that I tried to busy myself as much as possible and he even mentions what did he say with the last video he was like it's been six months should we be doing this because <laughs> he keeps he's like saying, I think
4: yeah I think it's because he's such a perfectionist. Because uh, you know how mm-hmm. was really fleshed out and like designed in such a you know perfectionist way. There are all these uh, you know clips from movies and stuff like that. I just think it it takes too much of his time, and that's why I predict we will see only one one more episode before it release, and that's you know okay. close to release for sure. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, um, so like
4: um, an episode.
2: Oh yeah, go ahead, Daniela
1: if it, if it's only to release one before the game releases uh, I have I hope it's going to be a heck of an episode <laughs> possibly. Right. possibly
2: possibly possibly. So, but there, yeah I just want to do a quick little round table for that one there so yeah so I mean I think that kind of covers our first segment really of like how everyone's week was because we did a quick little round table there um, does everyone have the reddit open in front of them yeah yes awesome i'm gonna start delegating more and more but with this sort of thing so daniela if you would kindly read out anything from the reddit that sort of jumped out at you and give the um uh, author like a little shout out and just like your general thoughts on their post
1: okay um good uh well um let me see uh Female lewd and sought by, okay, children chase lost voices. Oh my god, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be talking about
2: that one there, definitely.
1: Yeah, well, we said about Guillermo visiting Kojima Productions. Irish Wolfhound93 Mm -hmm. pointed that out. And uh, the info from normal readers. And uh, yeah, Junji Ito, who met Del Toro. I mean, uh, that's that's, the big news I see. uh, Yes. coming out of the Reddit, and Navid Navid posted it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and s- comments were like, uh, Ito and Koji Pro is what drew me into PT so much. I really mm-hmm. hope it's in DS. Yes. It still hurts." Uh, <laughs> Pinoy Nina, Pinoy Nina. I'm I'm hoping I'm reading it right. Um, someone asked, "Who's the blonde woman?" "Who's the blonde woman?" True, true uh I don't know yeah that's interesting okay okay yeah, so
2: who is cool. she exactly exactly <laughs> right um someone messaged me recently and I'll be actually shouting at a whole bunch of people like we have a, a, a don't let me forget by the way guys we have matt from uh the Facebook group who messaged me this is going to be on the shout out section um Who like he, like these theories uh, he said l fanning for the for the woman I was like el fanning and I looked mm. her up I was like she looks exactly yeah. like her you know Is that the group from De- neon Demon? Uh, I believe yeah. so. Yes, yes, that's Super right.
1: A, I love Leon that girl. demon.
3: I love her.
1: That's so cool. Oh, we also have some really cool art, um, um, from Frido MXI, and uh, I really invite you guys to take a look at them because they're really wonderful art from that's trending, mm-hmm. and uh, they're really, really, really cool. Yeah, uh, it's the first post on Reddit right now.
3: Let's have a look. Let's bring this Mama Jammer up. Here's oh, yeah, I saw that. that was, those are pretty interesting. I like them.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Coolies. Let's see. Uh, because mm. my, my Reddit just crashed, so let's have a look. Made some designs. <laughs> oh, oh, get man. out of here. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, like kind of True Detective-y-tastic. I love it. You know? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. This is incredible. How
4: possible... How possible do you think it, it could be that, you know, Elle Fanning will be in the game? I mean, I mean considering she's, she's pretty young, uh, yes, the rap connection, and she's pretty young and didn't have, I mean, much of a career. I think she's 18
3: hmm.
2: or
4: 19. Nin- 19. 19. I'm yeah, going to shut this person out. Sorry to qu- interrupt quickly, guys. User- no, no, I interrupted you. Sorry. That's okay. Okay.
2: No, that's okay. So, user Freedom MXI, you are a phenomenally talented artist. Right, because I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking at some of this. Uh, that's the last of the images. I just totally just like stole it, like I just did. It's it's the um photo of um. It's with the overcast sky. We have Norman in profile, looking to the left, and his entire being, so to speak, his silhouette is filled with, basically, yeah, Mads, the child, Guillermo um, the the baby, the doll, and it's all just contained within him, contained within his story.
4: This oh, is I saw the, that. Yeah. This
2: is fucking cover art worthy.
4: This oh, is, man, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, you didn't it. like, it, like too much, it. Too much. too think, much. You know, of it. Well, here's, yeah, here's too much Well, here's the thing. This
2: is my angle for you. And I totally respect different viewpoints. It's really important. Makes the world go round. But this is the one thing I'll say. So if you squint and you just look away and you just see, like it just looks like someone who's just got, yeah, you don't have to focus too much on the individual pieces of information. Like all the individual. If you take it as a visual and you just see just the palette of like the over, like it's really well balanced color wise, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah, my immediate thought was like, I need to contact this person. I want this as the podcast cover, <laughs> you know, as <laughs> yeah. as as one of our dean. You know how you design? By the way, uh, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, the podcast art across all platforms designed by the awesome dean. And here's the thing, though. Um, I've become addicted to. <laughs> I've become addicted to va- variants because we have so many different outlets. So with God of War podcast, we have three different variants, and Dean's ones are always going to be the main ones. But I always love the idea of like, oh, different variants. It's just maybe it's my like OCD. Kind of collector nature is like listen to it on all platforms to see all different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, someone saved me! But yeah, no, very good call on that one, um, uh, uh um, Daniela. With um, uh, you know, calling out the Reddit, um, um we'll go round so I'll, um, uh, anything jump out at you, uh, uh Dean, from, from, the, from the Reddit?
4: I mean, we covered most of it already, and yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing for me for now is yeah that Elden thing. I mean, I, I just I just now noticed who, who who the girl was because I you know how she's new, I didn't know her name. But if she's from New Demon, I love that movie really much. Mm. So yeah, I, and and I think it's a possibility for sure because she's young. She she wants uh, you know, she she needs a job probably or something like that. And yeah, I, I think it's a possibility. Mm, but sure. it's also it's also kind of you know it's not really with our with what we thought before about mother being someone someone motherly mm. so yeah she's pretty young i don't know <laughs> true
2: exactly she is a bit young um and we would have to think about yeah you know again he, he's he's defined by taking unexpected choices but there's always a bit of fun in speculating where he'll go um and i think it's pretty undeniable across the board that this is the female protagonist this is just sort of like the we can say, say with fair certainty that whoever will be you know the female protagonist will resemble this uh you know cartoon that was that was drawn um yeah and i find that very interesting that um they premiered uh possibly teasing you know the um the female protagonist in the form of a, an illustration first which is very interesting because we've had you know mads in full i think the best reveal so far has been mads you know um it's it's sort mm, of an, it's an unforgettable like that tracking shot it just feels like something kubrick would have
4: done as well you know um, can i can i share my first experience with that moment oh please do please it, do it'll be quick it'll be quick yeah, yeah so i watched it you know three three four a.m in the morning and uh, you know how the pl- uh, trailer started. I-, I was freaking out, and uh, my mother actually came in the room uh, just as <laughs> just as soon the man showed up. Yeah, and I-, I was crazy. Don't ruin this for me. You 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 no. Don't ruin this. <laughs> this for me. <laughs> it was terrible, but yeah. one of- I-, I will never forget that moment. Uh,
2: never yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> as in, don't ruin this for me. As in that she would like uh, like talk over it or something. <laughs> Yeah, so the, mother yeah, that, won't forget that yeah, moment, too.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, because I, I was so loud. I was freaking out. It's happening. It's happening. You know, I, I was like screaming. I was just type of the friend. <laughs> like, yeah, be quiet, son. Be quiet. Be quiet.
3: Take this away. And that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's oh my amazing. God. Oh my my God. brother, when we were watching the trailer, he was like, he was like, he was pretty young. He's like five. And he was, he was sitting there. Well, I was watching uh, the Game Awards, and he's like, "What's that? Who's that? Why? Why is that happening?" I'm just like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't. I know, know as much as you."
2: That's hilarious. Uh, That's really great. I actually would love to see listeners. If you did want to send in your sort of stories of, um, you know, like yeah like of, of like your experiences watching the trailers maybe if you had to sort of have a kind of big information dump on whoever watched it with you or that walked in on you watching it and you had to sort of explain uh you know don't worry this isn't some kind of weird fetish thing it's just like naked norman on a like you know <laughs> like, you know like wow, this is, yeah that's an interesting idea yeah i would love to hear people's sort of stories of um you know having to sort of um You know, Death Stranding, and then what? Like people having to kind of, yeah, like either watching trailers or whatever. But I think that'd be a pretty cool, interesting uh, idea. What do you What do you guys think? Oh,
1: yeah, it's it's cool. I mean that that's good. That's that should be really fun to do. (laughs) For sure. Um, speaking of uh
2: the community, um, we have that post that we recorded. Actually, does anyone else have any others that they wanted to shout out before I I crack crack on?
1: I just I just want to say one thing. It's totally unrelated, but it just came to my mind. Thinking about the female Ludens fan art and uh, stuff, what if at the beginning of the game you could choose between a male or a female protagonist?
3: Mm. Like a uh, Mass Effect, you know?
1: Yeah, something like that.
3: Interesting. Like
1: you know. either are normal Reedus or Emma Stone. I mean, something like that. That would. <clears throat> that would, that would I don't that think, would. think so. That
4: would be crazy, because it's hard to do, it's so hard to do, you know, both both, yeah. both, both
1: played. It is, it is, it is, uh, yeah. I
4: don't know. I would much rather yeah. have one experience, and it's fleshed out to the end, you know.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. I, I would prefer that, but I, I consider that um, a possibility, since we've seen uh, some female Ludens art. Uh, I mean, the only one in the Ludens suit so far was... Presumably Norman Riddus, mm. so that's why I thought of this. But yeah, I, I would prefer Norman to be the only main character as well. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that could yeah.
3: you, you're right have there. you. Oh. That's have great. you guys ever played a uh, Nier Intaminda? Uh, T- I have played yeah, that. Yeah. We talked about that. Steve maybe something that. like that. Um, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, like cool. yeah, like maybe something like that. Uh, you know, where you can replay the campaign but slightly differently. You know. Because you can replay the campaign as uh, 9S, but instead of using your heavy attack, you hack, and you hack a lot of things. Mm. And uh, when I first beat the game, I was like, what the? But the story wasn't complete. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. But then, like, now I'm playing it more and more. I'm like, oh, wow. Actually, there's more stuff to do, and it's not just a simple like eight-hour campaign. Mm. True, true,
2: true. Um, actually, so it could be something like that It could be, it could be I want to quickly shout out Just to make sure that I don't miss uh, miss them On the episode So Matthew Musil um, uh, Wrote to us On our Interactive Artistry Facebook page And he said Okay, so I have a crazy idea About the gameplay aspects of Death Stranding You know, because we were just talking about gameplay uh, Suppose Sam mm-hmm. and the baby Are two different ways to assume the world And I was like, what? A player could choose to play as Sam Or as the baby The perception on reality you will employ Will be creatively separated not all challenges can be overcome with one tool maybe the reason why the texture of the incubator is the same as the gamepad could be related to how you change between sam and the baby this could create a rope between a player and its belongings like kojima reference. and i was like dude i'm sharing your thing absolutely and he's like this could be a revolutionary idea in an online world, essentially playing the same character as someone else, but from different perspectives and with different roles. Like for me, immediate, my thought was like, oh, you play as Sam on the console, and then when you're away during your stuff during your day, and you're on your phone, that's another angle I had, is you're the baby, because the baby's like a smaller version. You know, like look at a phone. A phone is a baby version of a TV, right?
3: So wow! He, yeah, that was a. Thought That's interesting.
2: Him. Hmm. And so he said, interesting, yeah. "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Just came off the top of my head. Wanted to share it with somebody that had some clout. Who knows? Maybe Kojima will break it. Uh, will break it if someone figures it out. Just <laughs> interesting. So, but yeah, I love the idea of, um, uh, you know, essentially playing the game, uh, playing the same character as someone else, but from t- different perspectives and with different roles. So, what do you? A quick little roundtable on that. So, um, what do you think of the potential of? kind of doing uh, maybe succeeding at where i feel as though destiny like it tried to tease that oh you'll be able to have the destiny app and throughout your day you can do stuff and who knows um yeah do you think there'll be a death stranding app i guess is what i'm saying um Daniele Daniela, I already, already
4: confirmed it <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right
2: cool okay cool uh, i like that no, but um, did you actually want to say anything, Daniel? <laughs> uh, yeah, go Daniel. Sorry for interrupting. Okay, that's cool. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to talk for the rest of my what? life. No. <laughs> he's always he's doing, doing this to me. So emotional. these
2: no. an over-emotional Italians yeah.
1: so just, just can't handle it, you know? Uh, yeah. I like emotional games for one reason. No, <laughs> cool. um, cool. yeah. I was just thinking, um, if Kojima just wanted to add to that, uh, if Kojima does that... uh it means he really has a good idea of making it uh, innovative uh, breakthrough thing yeah
2: i i agree yeah i mean, I, I could i would trust Kojima to, to do something amazing amazing in fact i'm surprised why it hasn't been i think i think there was like a mgs5 app um but you know not in the fourth wall breaking way that i know that kojima he's going to be sending you notifications at work we're going to get death stranding notifications at work it's just going to (laughs) happen you know what i mean like for he wants to like in every aspect of fourth wall connecting with you with the physical world and and your real life you know that's what i think is going to happen so um dean um (laughs) i know he said that daniela confirmed it but uh, do you think there'll be a death app?
4: uh one thing yeah i i think it will be unfortunately because you you know unfortunately it, 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 yeah it, it, if you think connecting with uh, you know not isolating experience and all that i really think it's pretty much confirmed that something like that will happen but what I wanted also,
1: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah right yeah any also no, no, I'm no
1: please <laughs> but
4: what i wanted to mention and maybe congratulate near or you know tell that it's that is done good is that you know how fast travel uh, for example in near you 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 are like this computer and you are literally fast uh, travel is not only you know you, you you teleport from one one place to another it's you know you are literally erased from this from this place to, to another one because mm. you are a computer you're a program you're yeah. a software mm. and uh, that's, that's something i think we need more of because for example, in Witcher Three, you know, it's it's simply you're teleported. You're pretty much teleported, and that's immersion breaking. So stuff like that, where you know your your app is your baby or something similar, uh, I think if you if you already want to do some kind of dressing app, do it in, in some yeah, unique way. For sure. Yeah,
2: I really yeah I can definitely get behind that man for sure. Um, okay, we've got, okay, easy peasy. Well, um, you know what? Um, it'll just going to be, um, Daniela, I understand that you needed to uh, split and go and hang out with cooler people.
1: Oh, uh, well, actually my grandmother, yeah. Oh, well, she's she's the coolest of all. She's the coolest of all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, um,
2: uh, thank you so much for joining us, Daniela, and um, we'll, well catch up with you next me. week, huh?
1: Sure. Take it easy. Thank you, guys. Bye. you well, man. Yeah, bye. man.
2: Yeah. Bye-bye-bye. Yeah, later. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, yeah, super glad that we got that little roundtable. Ra- oh, we want to complete the roundtable. Mitchell, what do you think? Will there be a Death Stranding app, do you think? And and how do you think we it might be implemented?
3: Um. Yes, there will be a Death Stranding app. I don't know how it will be implemented. Uh, if you remember, the Division, when it was announced, uh, would have a mobile app where you could play as like, a little playing thing, like at work, you know, in the game you could like fly around and help your friends. If you're at work, you know, they need help mm. or as even destiny and Anthem have been announced, you know, they're like, Oh, you can jump in and join your friends immediately. Yeah. Through an app. Those things never came to petition. Uh, so I think there'll be an app. However, I think it's be very limited. I feel like it's going to be more social than, uh, adding to the game. I feel mm. it'll be, uh, this may, it may be, uh, maybe more social in the game where you talk to people. Uh,
2: mm.
3: Think of it when like, uh, you know, when like, an old game, like a uh, Zelda came out, like yeah. to the past or uh, something would have, uh, you would buy the game, you play it or even the original metal gear That's before the internet. And you know, if you got stuck, you have to ask friends, you know, you couldn't look online. You couldn't, I mean, you could call a hotline, but mm. you would ask your friends, you would keep trying. So, it could be in the aspect of pieces of social media, like they said. Yeah. Or the. He said that um, in an interview, some I think 2016, uh, some point there. He said that people will have to go outside of the game to continue the game. Yes. So, I feel like it could be social media or us talking with each other to get to the next chapter. You know, like yeah. kind of like, you know, when Easter eggs come out and people are working together on the subreddits and they keep. Working and working and until uh, someone finds it, and they keep you know, stay all night to yeah. eat it, you know. And they work together, in the whole community. Uh, you know, uh, Destiny is a good example of that. When uh, a raid drops, everyone jumps in at the same time, mm-hmm. and everyone's just trying to figure out the puzzles. And then people give it. Hands and maybe hands.
2: maybe the stranding podcast was part of that you know maybe it was within uh, you mm-hmm. know uh, Kojima's like far-reaching plan as, oh yeah you yeah, maybe the community will kind of uh, uh, create sort of a, a thing where you know and what I want to start doing actually is actually getting people to call in and send in voice messages that's something that some um, people do on um, on different uh, on different podcasts and again just again you know maybe be a, a hub uh, for you know how there's that picture of the web that was teased of like the bridges logo with mm-hmm. the spider web and we could be one of those nodes and I want to see other obviously podcasts you know deal with this sort of thing as well and communities but maybe he's also counting what i'm basically saying is maybe he's saying oh well in the lead up he's like the game's already begun what is the community going to do with that well they're going to create little webs they're going to create little hubs that'll communicate with each other Mm, strands between each other strands between each other and that that this was something that he's laying out preparing us for that's why he said the game's already begun because by the time that the game releases we will have developed these um lanes you know to each other and this connected um kind of network of, of um you know uh hubs of of people talking to each other so that when the game hits boom we each have it where each all those lines of uh, communication have already been established it's like telephone lines have already been installed across something and so all we need to do pick up the phone and just like yeah contact contact each other um which i think is very again if, if that's what he's he's intending mm-hmm. with this uh that's that's something really intriguing and so yeah i'm glad you raised that mitchell for sure yeah. totally um coolies well um we have we're you know which segment we're actually up to we're um we're closing in on our um uh main topic which is the the breakdown which again uh, mm-hmm. listeners and and also to you guys we're just going to go through and it literally we, we don't have to it, there's going to be no squeezing it's only going to be things that jump out on first analysis you know what i mean because that's we're already going at a deliberate mm-hmm. enough of a pace there so the final thing i have yeah. is um mm-hmm. final thing we have is the re- oh yeah did you have something else uh, M- mitchell
3: um yeah i'm just oh, where's my, my thought just left my brain um <laughs> yeah do you think that uh with the connections you know we're, we're theorizing we're creating ideas we're speculating mm-hmm. do you feel like it could go too far where mm-hmm. people have unrealistic expectations of the game you know like, oh it's gonna be everything mm-hmm. first thing that comes to mind is destiny Everyone was talking about it when it came out, and sure, uh, by its third year, it was fun. You know, it had things to do. When it first dropped, it was not what we seen, like it's not what we thought it was. But people were just kept hyping it up, hyping it up. So, do you feel like if we keep hyping up the game and the this podcast becomes bigger, you know, reaching thousands of people, twenty thousand people, Mm -hmm. and people are always talking about it, trailers all the time, uh, leading up to release. Do you feel like it will set an unrealistic expectation to the game and the game will be considered uh, a letdown? That's a great question. Because people are just keep you know, saying, oh, it's going to have this thing, it's going to have that oh, thing, yeah. it's going to be amazing. Very so, important
2: question. I think we need to learn our lessons from Destiny, but I want to throw this one to Dean. What do you think of uh, what um, uh, Mitchell raised, my friend?
4: I think it's a possibility that I, I'm not included in because uh, I, like I said before, I'm Cautiously optimistic, mm, because you know how I, my my you know thoughts about TVP, Pain are what they are, and uh, I know again that uh, everything that happened happened with Konami, but still, mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> Kojima had had its hands on that game, and he made it that way. So so, yeah, I I, I really am cautiously optimistic, but I do think that it could get out of control because. But mm-hmm. again, uh, it's it's only hardcore fans. I think only only they think maybe it will be this, this mm. crazy experience that will you know blow their minds. I I think mm-hmm. that too. But I'm still I'm still not you know assured. True, true. Yeah, no, I, I can dig that absolutely.
2: Um. Well, yeah. So I suppose my thought on that really is again with the subject of um. You know whether or not. Unrealistic expectations are being laid out, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm. I've prepared myself. I, I learned my lesson from Destiny. Um, if you look through the kind of tendrils and jungles of the web, you'll find a. a seven or seven to ten page long article by me uh extolling the virtues of what uh yeah of what uh, jason gosh this tells you right now i can't even remember his last name uh he's he's the guy who, who wrote the story of destiny um he's sort of the reclusive guy um behind the halo franchise or when that was sort of developed he sort of oh i can't remember his name jason someone um but uh, even, was joseph Staten. Staten, yeah 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 you state yeah joseph yep. Staten, yeah yeah and and yeah and so um yeah you'll find it there and I was like going into the symbology of motherhood I was like the traveler the traveler is a wounded mother and she has this parallel of she's a uh, you know she's fleeing an abusive relationship with like which is the like the darkness kind of thing which is like we see these dynamics play out and and I was and I was and now it's laughable now because it's all I mean I remember seeing uh, on like an Instagram live it, this was when I knew for me personally the destiny quote-unquote dream was dead is when i saw like a titan in full body armor like dancing to like a bruno mars song um in like in like a locker room or something and and i was like (laughs) i was like i really hope i'm actually probably gonna include this in the um maybe at the very beginning of the show notes is like will we see death stranding in a way not that it's going for anything even approaching you know uh you know like what destiny has become which is like you know and that's not an an essentially good way what it's become is something that definitely has an audience and that i totally respect and i don't hold it against anyone who enjoys it it's just that like first person shooter like shaders like it just it it makes me want to gouge my eyes out and my ears out like i just it's it's i i think that's the the medium um where i thought an enormous leap forward was being taken it, it ended up not only staying like just basically stumbling and falling backwards personally but um you know yeah. again it's it's really about different valid opinions i would love for anyone who wanted to contest me on that and just like elucidate me on that on on, on where destiny has gone right and, and and its merits in that perspective but i have to side with young on this um on that on that uh, parallel there that we're we're sort of discussing, I think. Uh, and I, I don't even really think that the man himself as in Kojima has really referenced Destiny all that much, even though um, there is a shared aspect of wanting to redefine to both of them. So I remember when Destiny was coming out, they were like, oh, we want to redefine something. We want to have people take the app with them. We want we want this, we want that. And, and they were really, that's why, as you said, like the hype was real for that. Um, what I like is that we're not hearing about a Destiny app quite yet. We're hearing about these um, really tantalizing ideas and, and notions of of physical reconnection uh, possibly involving niantic style geotagging and, and stuff like that um but i think th- it will succeed where where destiny has failed not just from a point of view of like optimism and mm. and, and like um in, in 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 witnessing you know Bungie didn't really have a sort of fourth wall breaking kind of sort of mm. history of having done that i think that um kojima has proven that he's able to um to, to, right. uh, yeah, break the fourth wall and, and, and do this stuff correctly, um, and, and effectively. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Dean. It's not what is said, but who said it. Thank you. So yeah thank you absolutely so yeah um so if we're happy guys to crack on with um our Back. next segment which is um, we're going to go to the post which uh listeners um before every recording i post um on the reddit and i say you know it records in however many hours we'll be using the third minute of the third trailer discussion comment below with your thoughts and suggestions so i figured we would read out from here and this will kind of boost us and um kind of give us stuff when we sort of go through the minute itself um so that when we kind of um go through we'll be able to, uh, yeah, like reference and maybe touch on some of the things that the commenters wrote. So on the very top, but which by the way, listeners, You know, Reddit is where we arose from. On every show, we give them a shout out. uh, The beautiful structure and and, and community that has grown around, not just um, Death Stranding, but God of War, Fumito Ueda, um, the other shows that we do. Uh, Reddit is invaluable and it's part of our DNA. So we um, are proudly a Reddit kind of originating show. So we'll never forget that. Thank you so much. Um, So user Alpha Zocker who has commented before and you're a legend. If you look at those pictures, and I think you can see the middle one of the floaty boys, the one with his arms near his chest, which Yong speculated that could be um, him holding a child. Um, you know, which suggests that these half-visible creatures are in fact the five floaty boys. Also, I love the word floaty boys. Um, I wanted to share this as proof, but I also have a question: If these ghostly-looking things are the five floaty boys, where is the fifth? If I'm mm, interesting. If I'm correct, we can only see four of them. The first one appears in front of Sam at 0.25.58, the second one and the third at 0322, behind gun guy and the fourth at 0333, to the left of the gun guy and in front of the big rock. Later, we can see the middle one of the floaty boys again at 3.43, right on the path of the old guy who is dragged by these black water people. It looks like the old guy is pulled towards uh, the middle floaty boy. Apart from this, I couldn't spot any other ghosts. My main theory is that the fifth ghost is in fact the corpse that G- that um, GDT6 yeah, the corpse disposal team is transporting and after he got freed he is now oh shit that's incredible, mm-hmm. wow um, he is now by his yeah. team and appears at the end of the trailer where all five are back together or maybe he just doesn't appear in the trailer or I couldn't stop fuck that's amazing, fuck that's so good, um, quick round table what do you think of that Dean? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but if if Dean if Dean was uh, wanted to riff, I'm, I'm happy to throw it to Mitch. Uh, Dean, if if you didn't have any thoughts on that one, I think Dean may be disconnected.
4: Oh my! Oh, uh, oh. sorry, sorry. Yeah,
2: You're I'm muted. That's okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. all I was saying. Yeah, yeah. There you go, buddy. Go for it. I'll 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 edit that all out. Right. By the way, but yeah, go ahead.
4: Okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah I, I think you already mentioned that part about you know uh, the body co- the corpse uh, yeah. you know f- mm-hmm. giving g- getting to this other 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 form you know when it disappears it seems like the ghost is right uh, you know uh, up, up, up from him mm. so yeah I, I think that's a possibility that you know that corpse was actually one of those invisible, how do you call them invisible flying things yeah. they have a the floaty voice <laughs> floaty boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah which but i love the unseen the yeah. unseen I, I call them the unseen mysterious. Yeah, That's right. yeah 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 so, but yeah I, I don't know how many of them are I, I, I think i think you can you can't really differentiate differentiate between them you only can differentiate, differentiate one you know who has the cro- crossed um, crossed arms so yeah uh, i have no idea how how, may, how many of them yeah. we, we see yeah, and and my one. Maybe, yeah. Go ahead, Dean. Yeah, I I just want to say maybe maybe we all we always see the same two or how how many how many of them can we see in one frame? That's the question I would ask. That's true. Well, there's there's definitely more than one in one
2: frame. That's why he's referring yeah, to, yeah, sure. which is which. Yeah, yeah. Which for me, yeah. Like again, we we take these things. We sort of do the formal analysis of what we see, and then whatever we see, yeah, it kind of informs what we can kind of speculate upon from that point. And we do see that both of them, yeah, are in frame, which means that there are multiple of them. Because you're right. If there was just one appearing in each frame, it could we could argue that oh, it's just one, and who knows, multiple dimensions, mm-hmm. five different ones, sort sort of thing could go down that angle. But um, it, it's good that we're focus. Uh, it allows us to focus up this way with um, what. Um, with, with what Alpha Zocker is saying which I'm really really fond of the only thing I would say is that um, to have a proper corpse disposal team dedicated to this one to, to, to like to this to these five creatures um, is it would be I mean it, it sounds more like a corpse CDT that, that you know they almost look like kind of like garbage men so in in a way like that they they sort of i mean obviously they're much better equipped and, and everything but uh and their government is one of the most noble i don't say that ironically it's like you're fucking noble for like dealing with trash like thank you to all garbage men and women listening so fuck yeah um but i wanted to say like yeah um the only thing that stands in, in the way of that alpha zucker i believe is is the idea that um that you know like all the troubles of the world i don't think would have been caused by uh, in this world rather would, would have been caused by just these five i think there's going to be more but it's definitely intriguing and i love the idea of like you know these uh, five beings being like hey we're a team and uh, where's that guy oh he got he got kidnapped oh let's go rescue him and then they like okay we can hang out again you know <laughs> i like that idea <laughs> you know because they're just sure. bros that's that's their that's their their squad you know squad goals um, but yeah, um, did you have any thoughts on that one, uh, Mitch?
3: Uh, yeah, actually, this was I. It's, uh, ironically, it's part of my theory. Uh, I'll get to that later after we're done doing the, the uh, analysis analysis of the of the minute. Yeah. But you know, I do reference in my theory uh, that this guy is the fifth one, or or at least one of them.
1: Yeah. You know mm-hmm.
3: I feel like there's probably multiple. You know. Like think of a chain of command, you know. Yeah. Uh, I call the the people that are grabbing uh, Kyle uh, Pete, you know. Yep. Underlings, which yes. are henchmen, yes. also underlings, which is under like oh, that's perfect, like upside down,
2: unseen underlings. Um, oh my god, you and I, that just and then yeah, you know Dean was mentioning yeah using the word. I think using this this it's real it really fits yeah unseen because they're unseen literally and then underlings because they come mm, from underneath. I dig that man, go for
3: it. I call the unseen uh, uh drifters like they're drifting through dimensions. You know, I do that. So that's just my my Walkers, thoughts, zombies,
2: but... walkers,
3: <laughs> freakers, <laughs> freakers, <laughs> skin walkers. <laughs> no,
2: what is it? Skin stealers? What's the other? Skin jobs or I something? Some fucking things. Yeah, uh,
3: that's uh, that's Blade Runner. That's Blade Runner. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, biters, biters. That's
2: <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Walking Dead is with all the like synonyms for zombies. Like they're not allowed to say the word zombie. Uh, hilarious. But um, no, I, I really, yeah. Please continue, Mitch.
3: Uh, yeah, so I'm like, so my theory was, it's a little bit of it, but basically they were, uh, car Team Six, Sam, hmm. uh, and his team were taking the, they somehow got this guy, the, one of the people down, and so they're gonna go research on him. And so they were tasked with not disposing of the corpse, but that's what usually they are. But since they're so careful with that, they are tasked with bringing him, kind of like, um, Nice. Think of The Last of Us, when they had to bring Ellie across the country, they were having to bring the corpse, and what happens is, is that it breaks free, and it's like angry, like angry, angry. Yeah, yeah. Before, I feel like before it was more of like uh, the Matrix or uh, like an animal, you know, yeah. if an animal's hunting someone, it's not angry, it's hunting them. But if, you sh- if, if an animal hits the bear, it gets angry, and then it begins, you know, Uh, roaring and slashing and you know more than it would have been if it was just hunting. Yeah. So I feel like these are kind of more like, um, you know, they're using the people as their puppets, you know, Mm. Uh, they're taking, they're taking the people and they're becoming underlings, which is henchmen, uh, a subordinate, you know, it's it's the lowest class of a chain of command. And so taking the humans and they're using them as a, you know, As the skeletons as uh young uh young yeah speculated uh, theorized that maybe yeah he speculated that you know maybe people don't die and that's why he says death stranded you're stranded in death you don't die you simply become you know after a while you become skeleton so Mm -hmm.
2: i dig that definitely did you have any any riffs for um what uh, uh uh mitchell just proposed um uh dean
4: um. Not really. No, I mean I'm looking forward to his theory in full. Me too. <laughs> yeah. When we get to the to, to the threading the strands. Speaking
2: of which, okay. we may as well just slide right into it. So yeah, listeners, um, enjoy threading the strands. Fantastic. Welcome, listeners. This is the episode within an episode, Threading the Strands, part three. We have our guest here, Mitchell, uh, who has joined us. Um, The reason why, by the way, Mitchell, if you're feeling a bit of a headspin here, is that what the plan is eventually when these are all done, I'll actually be releasing each of these as individual videos and also as a large eight-hour video. Which hopefully you know Mm -hmm. will be someone's kind of idea of a a daily activity because you know eight hours you know they they say there's the eight 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 you know work for eight hours uh sleep for eight hours and then yeah was eight glasses of water anyway what I'm basically saying is um, that's going to be nice to kind of look back on and um, we Mm -hmm. actually have a comment here who um, you know uh, in the actual sort of post we did we just discussed it on the main show but we have stoneforge misfit he said i haven't listened to any of the podcast yet but i thought the concept of one minute per podcast was silly and unobtainable as a goal i'm sure if you're still going after two episodes though that i was wrong with my initial assessment might have to remember to go back and catch up on this as we get closer to launch and if i get the benefit of comparing your podcast to, fu- to future hindsight keep it up and so i said thank you so much for that so needless to say listeners yes um i can confirm we will be segmenting out all of the threading the strands um uh sort of sub series into its own sort of series of videos with its own artwork and everything um and then onto yeah just a giant video as well so there'll be nine videos in a, in a playlist each individual and then at the end there'll be the full nine hour one oh sorry eight hour one so just something that again um what i find it's something similar to if you read about detectives and stuff like that not that we consider ourselves anywhere near as professional detectives but they say that exposing that's why they have everything pinned up on the walls and everything is they just by saturating yourself in the stuff Mm -hmm. um you can and just like Either if it's recordings of witnesses or whatever, just by having everything around you uh, and and just yet yeah, like immersing into it, stuff inevitably comes up, and you may come across a couple of um, in- interesting different epiphanies, and that just goes off. That goes off of not us saying you know we're going to provide this stuff uh, or anything it's just we're, we're interpreting it interpreting the material you know as equally as anyone else but um just yeah just with that premise of, of going through at this pace it's it's been really rewarding at least uh, uh, personally so far um with going through the minute so um yeah i wanted to just throw it to mitchell i'm happy to have you on the show and what made you actually say that you wanted to kind of participate in this minute in particular
3: uh um it's really, uh, I think it's really, it's, uh, I'm rambling right now, but Fine. the first two minutes we're kind of setting it up. Mm-hmm. And then I think with minute three, it's really just hammering in like, like, holy shit, what is this? You know, yes. like you see the, the hands coming out of the puddle, the right, right after the court shook, the guy aging, mm. uh, at the end of the minute, you know, you see, uh, Matt's Mickelson, you know, that's he does right. his hand gesture and then this thing opens up in lightning, you know, that's right. uh, and there's a thing I've kind of noticed uh you know with Bungie they said 30 seconds of fun with Kojima I guess it's a uh one minute of intrigue each minute has something different with it you know and then three minutes in like first two setting up and then from minute three till you know minute you know five five and a half uh you know we get the the middle part and then the last chunk is uh you know water scene and stuff but I think this is where uh I think I have a lot of Good yeah. theories and okay. uh, analysis, and you know yeah. things are spotting from other trailers. Awesome!
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to. As you mentioned, you you have your notes for us, and, and Dean just mentioned it in the main show of of wanting to hear what what you've brought to the show. So yeah, definitely welcome to um, yeah threading the strands, man. Uh, and Dean, um, let's shall we just crack on because we know what we're talking about now. We, we've um, we're we're, yeah, we're at that point yeah Easy peasy. So if everyone's got the trailer in front of them, I'll give you a little minute to kind of bring it up. Um, to go through, uh, because that's kind of like how I do it with these uh, threading the strands. I just sort of um, go through and cover what's the content of that minute is so that we can kind of crack on there and then the sort of priming uh priming the audience with uh especially if they're like listening either at work or something and that they don't have the ability to um like watch the trailer or or see the visuals i can i'll just describe what happens within that minute and um Mm -hmm. and then we go from there so setting the timer basically to two zero 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 I will go playback speed zero point twenty five, and it begins with the the yeah the minute begins with the CDT worker who we refer to as Bob, um, covering his mouth after being told to shut up by Sam in the previous minute. Um, shut the, up! Exactly right. Shut up! Don't even breathe. This is it is um this is, um line. Um. On the side, and this is very important. The very first thing we see when we pan over um, at um, 2:03, we see the first palm print, then followed by the second, very close to each other, almost as though that the creature really isn't bearing any weight or or striding out that like that extensively very much at all Um, down the side of the truck, uh, right, right on top of um, the old guy, uh, aka Pete, as we've called him, um, right onto the mud. So again, just regard like with no regard for you know weight because he he, like it's not like spider-man like you're sort of climbing on the side or anything he just does this weightlessly um the hazard palm uh aka the the shoulder mounted device is zoomed in on um each of the uh palm prints and just following them along again we've established that the um hazard palm is connected to the child and the child is clairvoyant and intuitive to the presence of these creatures um again the palm prints uh as the music kind of ramps up they sort of um, fade off into the distance and crucially one of them, um, one of the palm prints materializes on the uh, um, bridges, um, um, yeah like the door of the bridges car, right? So as soon as this happens the um, hazard palm sort of calms and and, and becomes more uh, pacified until at minute um, 2.22 the hazard palm flares out like a flower and then just sort of implies that the danger is gone, although it still has the the torch pointed in that direction. So it's like cautiously safe. Again, um, soliton radar, you know, analog there from uh, Metal Gear. at two twenty-six, we have our first thumbs up of the minute <laughs> uh, of uh, you know informing you know Bob informing um, the uh, informing Sam that like everything is clear. Although I personally think that the creature way too near to be giving the all clear. Um, we see the bu- <laughs> yeah, we see the bumper of the car. We see the lightning strike, uh, which is I think the yeah we'll we'll discuss. Um, we will discuss all these things in the main episode because I want to talk about that lightning strike as well. Um, so we see him get up and um, make his way limping um, towards the car uh, and the, the the overturned car, presumably to go and help um, his colleagues there. Uh, at two thirty-five, um, Sam looks down one more time at the corpse um, to ensure that uh, yeah, it um, is you know. Either stable or implying that it has this, you know, it has all this sort of wrapping around it to imply, um, you know, that it needs to be prepared very in in a sort of special way to make sure it isn't like disrupted or or, or damaged. Um, We see a close up on um, Sam's sort of back rig, so to speak, uh, where it's implied that something is either slotted in um, and some have speculated that it might be the corpse, including Yong. Um, At 242, um, we see a very evocative shot of. Essentially, Sam and his team failing in their task, presumably because the uh, corpse has begun to convulse uncontrollably. The uh, securing straps are flung back, and the corpse begins to sink immediately uh, into the ocean. Sorry, into into the ground um, as the golden mask kind of shakes off its presumably uh, its sigil of protection or its sigil of holding, meaning that 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 was um, uh, something that was keeping the corpse either pacified or in this physical realm. Um, So potentially alluding to the fact that the creature that appears or the figure that appears later um, is uh, is maybe the person who like with the golden mask is maybe the person that puts the masks on these corpses to ensure that they have a quote-unquote safe passage to the afterlife so um, at 2.55 we see Sam fall back uh, with a very um, uh, curiously expressionless um, expression on his face or like lack of expression um, as we close out the third minute um, we see uh, we pan over uh, and the third minute concludes with a very eerie shot of our first, as um, Alpha Alphazocca referred to them, floaty boys. So um, floaty at boys. exactly <laughs> at three minutes we end um, with the floaty boy again closing in, the strands coming off his sides. And um, that is the end of the third minute of the third eight minute trailer uh, for Death Stranding. So, quick little roundtable on the... Uh, on this minute um if we're happy with it i'm happy to throw it to mitchell because um yeah he's he's our guest is that okay uh um dean yeah, yeah. Go for it. easy so what were your thoughts general thoughts on this minute and uh, what sort of jumped out at you my friend uh minute two uh,
3: correct minute, minute my same thoughts are minute three yeah um uh i've noticed that in the beginning you know when the per when the when the floaty boy or the drifter, unseen, whatever yep, yep. traveler, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, um, when he comes out of the water, uh, it feels more like you. Everyone's gone swimming, right? Yeah. When you come out of the pool, you're pulling yourself out. You go. You put your hand out, and you still have water in your hand, so it splashes out. So mm-hmm. I think this is really uh, mm-hmm. hard. This is kind of proof that uh, what Yang speculated. You know, it's he's coming. Uh this, like the black goop slime thing yeah. is water, because when you if you start in three and then you see the person, it you see water drip out like off the creature's arm mm. as it puts its hand down. So I I just noticed that, but the whole minute, uh, you know, I mean, this is where shit I goes down that, basically. If you want yes, to think about it yeah, that way, things, are, yeah, everything is <laughs> uh we can see all you know rocks turning red for some reason and then uh we see uh timefall really taking effect on uh kyle card or uh pete pete that's then, right you know guy terrible driver but yeah and we see all the, we see all the people you know surrounding them uh of uh patrick uh and then you know he shoots his friend you know uh with the underlings grabbing grabbing him and taking him away and the, and the hazard flower palm thing you know flapping around oh yeah so i think this is a so a lot uh has happened but i think as we break down each you know a couple of seconds i'll get into more detail but my general thoughts um important minute this is where basically they realize they've been they, damn would be easier exactly
2: they, they've basically they've been, realized yes it's like that moment in alien when it's just yeah like shit goes down and they realize oh we're pretty much all gonna die you know um when this sort of yeah. creature is out and there's no way of them finding it and yeah definitely no thanks for that mitchell and uh, how about you dean what were your thoughts on just the direction of this minute the content of it um any any pro- prominent thoughts for yourself
4: i just wanted to check with mitchell because i think he pretty much uh, you know not, uh, made notes for wrong minute oh uh, i think he, he- he made notes for, you know, fourth minute because the third minute starts actually, you know, at the start of the second minute mark, then it starts and then it goes into the third minute. I was wondering so,
2: that. I was wondering that. Uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, Mitchell, needless to say, yeah, we're going, well, this is the third, um, uh, this is the third, uh, uh threading the strands which is totally fine again honestly guys we've you know Dean and you'll you, we can admit this too even in our previous um, breakdowns we've jumped around as well so um, but yeah Mitchell if you um wanted to just yeah like it's just about um basically if you go to the sort of two minute mark on the trailer it's from that one there although I'm not sure could you have been referring just sort of casually to the rest of the trailer or yeah
3: nope just- I, I was referring to minute three but not the third minute out. Uh- <laughs> Oh, well.
2: There goes all my notes. There goes notes. That's okay. Um, Buddy, buddy, buddy. We'll get you you on the next one. I I love it. This is a great excuse. It's like, you know, you left your coat at a friend's house. It's like, oh, well, now he has to come over to pick up his coat and we're going to hang out again. It's fine. It's totally fine.
3: I guess the next one, I'll I'll join and have all these notes. But,
2: uh, (laughs) well, I. That's all good man. But um but thing is like again we've all, we've seen this like multiple times and so essentially as I mentioned I mean you know I I gave it a good minute or so description but if we want to be super casual about it and this will just give you put you in the perfect frame of mind to discuss it anyway it is the minute starts when the creature lands on the um truck and it uh it begins so and that's one creature and i'm glad you pointed out that there are different ones and and to alpha zucker as well because there are different ones so let's say let's say these are like a velociraptors like they're a hunting party right yeah so the scout comes across them and disregards them because it's like oh i can't smell fear i can't smell life i'm just going to wander off now so that that happens there and then like the, the the energy of the scene kind of dips down and then we see sam just you know not 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 in his face terrified, but body language you can see him falling down to his to, on, on his back and like backing up and we see that one of the creatures has has indeed noticed them, you know uh, and he puts his hand you know this has happened later he puts his hand on his mouth and everything. but um, that's mm-hmm. how yeah. so the minute starts with the creature arriving uh in the middle of the minute the creature leaves and then at the end of the minute literally at the very end we see an unlike like like alan grant when he's given that speech about the uh, velociraptors like and then a second raptor you know two, two more raptors appear on the side where you never thought that they would um so i think that um yeah, they're almost encircling them like a pack of wolves, kind of thing. And and this last shot is um this uh this new creature um bearing down on Sam, which again wisely Sam then obviously covers his mouth and, and manages to, manages to avoid being dragged away or like harmed in any way, which is um, not sadly not the case with the with the other two as we will see in the future minutes. So um it's very very easy to pick mm-hmm. pick where the minute is, man, even without the notes. So you're you're totally fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, too easy. So, I mean, I'm I'm looking through it now. Here, I mean, I have a, a couple of thoughts. Um, if I wanted to throw them to you guys, if that's cool. Yeah, we'll do a little yeah. roundtable. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, obviously we see the palm uh, land on the uh, bridges. Um, uh, you know, the the bridges uh, door. Um, again, not reading too deeply into it, but symbolically, it's like, you know, it's it's definitely the arrival of these creatures that caused. I think I believe bridges to be born or rather bridges like uncovered them in fact I've been posting on the reddit and also on the um on the instagram about the notion of a bridge too far um, it's an expression uh, a parlance that mentions having gone too far essentially um you know pursued something to to to, an, to so extensive and of, of an extent so to speak um that it um that it's backfired and it's no longer a positive and it's like you you a bridge too far so again the, the title of the organization is bridges which may refer or at least nod to that parlance um and i just love the symbol symbology of um maybe you've seen it in, in other films there's um uh, you know yeah i think probably the best analog i can think of again maybe it's because i've got Jurassic world evo- uh, evolution and uh, um, fallen kingdom on the mind uh, r- recently with some of the ramp ups but there's connective tissue between um kojima and um uh, Michael Crichton with uh, the perils of going too far with 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 technology again, and H. P. Lovecraft there as well with clearly with what this training is alluding to. But um, you guys remember in Jurassic Park, there's the scene of um, uh, you know the the T Rex roaring and then that sort of banner that falls down is like um, you know when mm-hmm. dinosaurs ruled the earth. Which yeah, you yeah. guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of it's sort of mentioning as a, as a as a way of like, oh, we thought we had this under control, and that's why we de- we designed our pretty little logo, we designed our pretty little laboratories and our organizations and our cough disposal groups. Aren't we cute? We have this under control, and then this fucking thing puts its palm print, destroys your fucking truck. Mm and just like smothers your logo into the ground. And I was like, it's in the background, it's very subtle, but I think that that was a really powerful addition to this trailer, you know, to have that be like tsk, you know, it's like, fuck you, you and your attempts to control us, you know?
3: Yeah. 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 Could I add something to that? Yeah, please do. Um, You know, I I can see a lot of connections with Jurassic Park, uh, a lot with this, you know. You think of Jurassic Park, everything was fine, until an outsider who had their own goals uh, came in. That's part of my theory that uh, Max Mickelson was part of Bridges or the company Love or it. whoever did this, but he sabotaged it on purpose because he was somehow, you know, my theory, maybe there's like a, a wormhole or uh, somewhere between dimensions. And he was contacted by, you know, maybe he's contacted by the drifters, you know, or the, uh, the unseen floaty boys, as you yes. can call them. Uh, Maybe was contacted by them, you know, kind of like how, uh, what's his name's character in uh, Drexel Park was, you know, outside country? company wanted the D&E. That's right. Uh, and basically, he sabotaged it on purpose. You know, that's part of my theory that he sabotaged it, you know, uh, for his own gain, you know, to become you know, a god, just like the you know the drifters yeah. you can see him so I feel in like...
2: that second trailer he's just like look I, I finally like and, and but what's ironic is that though he looks like he's got the power it like all these strands it makes me feel like he's being puppeted which is always the case Um, like in Independence Day for example when he's like "Oh, uh, Dr. Okun he, he's so fascinated with the aliens but then they they end up puppeting him you know and I think it could be a case of um, yeah him being curious and saying oh he'll be given all this power but in the end um, yeah and I see that definitely yeah. that parallel with Jurassic Park Man, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. you feel free to add to your point, man. Absolutely, go for it.
3: Yeah, I just, you know, yeah, I feel uh, I I like to call Matt Mickelson Osiris because you know, uh, you know, God of the Dead. Yes. But I feel like he's kind of uh, an agent. You know, uh, I guess you say the Five Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, it's kind of like the agent of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he's working with them. uh and you know, he has his own goals of you know, maybe you know, maybe he sabotaged the, the truck and make it flipped over, or yeah. you know, whatever. I feel like he is the connection, he is the strand between life and death. Mm. And Norman is like that, you know, right? Uh, I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, uh, religious things in it, like not even not like Christian only, but like a lot of Egyptian, a lot of you know yeah this could be you know, something like uh you know a very uh you know I, I feel like there's a lot of christian religious uh insights into it like you know uh you know baby jesus came in as an infant you know and we see a lot of norman uh very a lot of um child imagery here You know, That's both true. trailers started at him in the fetal position you know and then you have the infant in the hand crawling you know and Norman Reed is being reborn and reborn and reborn, you know, yeah, that's being right. resurrected over and over again. So, I, I feel like there's, there's some up, things like that, uh, along with them uh, in the minute, you know, uh, a lot of you know, and you know, a lot of uh, I feel like Greek also, you yeah. know, in, in Greek mythology. I'm not too, uh, I don't know a lot about uh, Egyptian or Norse, but I know Greek because I learned mm-hmm. that in school. That there's a huge, you know, everyone was sabotaging each other, you know, people trying to kill Zeus, people trying to steal, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like a, uh, almost like a power struggle, you know, mm-hmm. like if a country falls apart, like if a leader dies, there'll be a, a huge power struggle. Mm.
2: You
3: know,
2: that's really interesting so. stuff, man. Um, Dean, did you have any uh, riffs uh, on what Mitchell said, or just the like, um, anything from the the that jumped out at you that you wanted to share?
4: Uh, I mean, the the biggest thing about this planet for me is, you know, the part when pretty much that black purgatory liquid is absorbing the mm. the the body, the corpse. That's right. So yeah, that pretty much. I mean, we can interpret that that you know the corpse is traveling to this death death dimension. Yeah. And after that, you see, you see, you know, the unseen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah we, we can then pretty much conclude that when we see the unseen we know that they are actually you know from the death dimension mm. so mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's the biggest thing about this minute for me
2: mm. absolutely any, any but, I, but,
4: but I love but I loved about what uh, Mitchell was saying about all the all the connections with you know Christianity and and uh, Greek Mythology and all that. But uh, I'm not too familiar with it. No, that's okay. I, I will be more familiar with it after I beat God of War, no?
2: <laughs> Yes, all <laughs> the mythologies, definitely. You know, brushing up on those. Um, But yeah, I, I, have to, I have to reflect that as well. I mean, there's even a speech in Jurassic Park about, you know, you know, it's about dinosaurs, uh, but, uh, you know, there's this whole thing of, like, you're, you're going against God here, you know, um, uh, and, 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 you know, um, like the other, you know, um, I think if I can remember it correctly, it is God creates man, man create God. Oh, I should remember this. I've seen that movie enough times, but uh, God creates dinosaurs, God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man, man destroys God. Man just creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man, woman inherits the earth. There you go. Um uh-huh. what I wanna see, speaking of which, I you know, I just love seeing this in, in um in 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 media and in stories is uh, i i tend to again i've discussed on the show previously about the binary of like one and zero uh of like um, masculine and feminine energy and um, again regardless of vessel vessel can be whatever the shape it wants but there's definite uh, energy energy is definitely um something valid to to to, to bring into this and, and to and to measure people by because some people have different kind of um either masculine or feminine cause whether whether or not their their actual gender is male or female and um i like to see in media when um there's an acknowledgement of like one of the feminine strong suits is perceptiveness and planning and that's why the best i feel uh leaderships and this isn't pandering or anything it's just the best leaderships tend to be matriarchies where this like the 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 woman is like a more efficient uh, effective leader um so i was what made me think of like if we could see the ceo maybe of like the um uh, of, of bridges, you know, um, be, being 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 a woman, you know, would be really interesting. Uh, and because again, uh, there's this notion as well of uh, wanting to explore the other angles of something, like the, you know, um, that tends to be uh, uh, perceived again in the spectrum of masculine and feminine. It tends to be a um, a feminine quality of of wanting to see other angles. Although, and then conversely, and that's why they weave so beautifully into each other, is that the male energy is one of pursuit and like hunting and going out and exploring. So um, that's why I see so much androgyny. Uh, in in uh, uh, Kojima's Kojima's work not just in um You know, for example, like Ryden is the ultimate androgynous child. You know, he like, uh, you know, in the way that he's presented, um, with both uh, prominent female and male features. And um, I'm seeing that also reflected in like, uh, like for example, Mads, very super masculine guy, very often portrayed in very sensual, kind of soft, kind of like, you know, like kind of um, depictions. And that's why, you know, um, like uh, Kojima is always um, wanting to add these different dimensions. You know, and again, masculine. You know, again, you can hardly get a more masculine guy than Norman right but he's there in the very first trailer holding a baby which is again tied into feminine energy you know so I think if to, to sort of extrapolate what, what this sort of minute gave me it is um like that you know we sort of went on a little bit of a tangent there with like Michael Crichton and like God and God imagery and, and Jesus and everything um, for me this particular minute is it's very much like uh, male endeavor failing you know and this is the crux of that you know um and, and sort of um yeah like as as I as i you know the ne- like there's positives and negatives to both kind of forms of psychology and for me one of the negatives of masculine psychology is arrogance uh, and uh, presuming that you're gonna be able to get away with something scot-free without any consequences um and I really love also the idea of in media like stories balancing out through these different energies and um i am so intrigued i'm so intrigued by um by by like like the the, the unseen as we've been calling them i do you, I want a quick little round table here do you agree guys that we're not going to just see villains like they're not just going to be villains these things they're not going to just be pursuing forces will we be able to sympathize with them will there be different angles to these aliens than uh, than just pure
4: oppressors so uh go we'll throw it to uh, dean yeah, of course, of course. I mean, we we talk talked about that in in some way. Yeah. So yeah, of course. I think uh, I think they're just following, you know, their natural natural mm. uh, desires or or you know, or like, or like we said before. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like we said before, you know, they they are so 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 much smarter than us that yeah. uh, they don't see us as you know meaningful. True. So it, just like how we don't see yeah. ants as
2: meaningful. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, Mitchell, did you have any thoughts on, on potential other angles we could see? Maybe, as you said, you know, Mads uh, may end up being our vessel to understanding the unseen, or maybe them having a mouthpiece in the same way as Dr. Okun uh-huh. in uh, Independence Day. It's just like maybe we communicate with their unable. To like incomprehensible will and agenda through Mads, and he could be giving these big dialogues maybe in the game of what the plans for the aliens are and why they've chosen him and why he chose to, as you say, do what Dennis Nedry did and uh, sabotage the human endeavor in favor of the extraterrestrial endeavor.
3: Well, I can tell, I can say this with, I'm 100% sure with this, in my opinion, that Mads Mikkelsen will be somewhat redeemed, not completely, but he. He is not going to be simple, like, you know, a villain. Uh, yeah. A must. Yeah. He's just, well, just going to be a villain. So I think that he is a vulnerable person mm. that in his life, he struggled with a lot of things, maybe uh, being respected or whatever in, in the thing. And what happened was, is that maybe the drifters kind of, you know, spoke to him spoke lies, kind of, uh, you know, analogy, like Satan, you know, yeah. speaking lies uh, into him, you know, like, Oh, if you do this, I promise we'll you become this a power. god. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have this power. Um, I forget, uh, there's some book I was reading where the, that's something like that it happened where a character was promised power but it was backstabbed in the end. Mm. So I feel like he's going to be, uh, you know, uh, he's obviously wanting to become a god, you know, playing yes. god, you know, controlling death, controlling life. Exactly. That's why we get the name of Cyrus. He's the god of the underworld. He'll be controlling. He'll be, the main villain, you know. Uh, I yeah. kind of think of him more like a. I'm trying to think of a villain, you know, kind of like an ocelot, you know.
4: Yeah, it's
2: definitely it's, true. It's, it's definitely
3: an, an archetype. Yeah, ahead, yeah,
4: is it, is
2: it called a antagonist? Yeah, the the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. referring more to like um the the trope of of a um someone being promised power and having that taken away from them. Um, it's it's even in you know you can see it in Star Wars, for example. Like uh, maybe like upstart am- admirals who are like, oh, you promised me this, and then Darth Vader is like, oh, I don't care about that. Like I just gave you this so that I could get my own ends. You know that's a that's mm-hmm. a loose example. There are better examples out there, but it's that that yeah. notion of yeah, like being promised something, but then it's. it's <laughs> Yeah, the iron the irony of being promised power and uh, but being a pawn all along, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there you go, um, guys. I'm I'm pretty good on this minute. It's a it's it's setting up a lot that will happen, but um, I'm kind of happy to close this one out. Unless you had any um uh, any further thoughts.
4: No, I actually had to go like right oh. now. So, hey, I'm do, you, do I
2: about. do I know the force of words? Could I just tell? I could just tell. Right? I mean yeah. I'm I'm on I'm on we, top we're, of man. You're
4: such a good friends, you know, so so we, we know each <laughs> other so much so.